Greetings, investigators. My name is Talison Jaffe, and welcome to the podcast version of our tabletop role-playing show, Candela Obscura, created by Critical Role Productions. If you accept the supernatural risks and dare to stream Candela Obscura as it airs, you can join us on the last Thursday of the month at 7 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash criticalrole or on youtube.com slash criticalrole. Otherwise, you can find the podcast version of the show right here on our Candela Obscura show page and the video version on our YouTube channel two weeks after the initial stream. Now then, investigators, with these formalities settled, let us begin this chilling tale. Those that rise from the trenches only to boldly dive into the catacombs of the Fairlands are few and far between. Any investigator, be they soldier or civilian, will eventually find themselves forced to abandon what is right for what must be done. The scars of war are deep and timeless. Those who survive must balance on a delicate thread of ever-fraying purpose. For to stare too deeply into the chasm of the past is to see nothing but a reflection of terror. When retribution crawls from the darkness, our inner fortitude is put to the test. The Circle of Needle and Thread. Assignment number 533. Eye for an Eye. Open on a man in his 40s, laying in bed, or above, looking down. He's staring up at us. His eyes seem lost somewhere else. We push in slowly on him from above, moving closer and closer. We see he's laying on one side, the left side, an empty side on the right. As we get just into his face, we hear a knock. He starts up and smiles. And we see a child silhouetted in the doorway, about five years old. 
The child's holding a teddy bear. Uh, it's so long that it's scraping the ground where he stands. The boy says, Dad, I think I heard something in my room. Can you come check? The man smiles, gets up out of bed. And as he does, we see him pass by our frame, out of frame, and we land on the nightstand where we see uh, a, a photograph, uh, a rare thing in this world, but nonetheless. It's of him holding a, a baby and a woman standing next to him, arm in arm. We linger on the empty side of the bed. We cut to the man in the child's room. There's an, uh, a bed in the center, <clears throat> clothes and toys strewn about on the floor. And the father walks over to the closet. The boy says, I, I think I heard it in there. Confidently grabs the doorknob, pulls open the closet door. And inside, we see clothes and toys. Nothing here. We cut to the underside of the bed. The uh, man flops down onto his stomach and looks left and right. There's a ball, a shoe, nothing here. He walks over to the boy and says, It's all clear, but little boy salutes him, he salutes him back. The boy looks down sad and says, I miss mom. The father stares off for a moment, gathers himself, ruffles the hair of the child, says, you need to go to bed. You have school in the morning. The boy runs to the bed, dives underneath the covers, turns over. Man blows out the candle on his nightstand, moves out to the threshold of the door, gives one last look back at the boy, and then closes the door behind him. And we see hanging on the back of the door, a coat. It's just a coat. Stressful, really. Travis has been three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the man continues down the hallway, moves into his room, takes a deep breath, closes the door just slightly, and lays down on the bed. He stares at the photograph on his bedside table. The woman's face is happy. Her eyes close in smiles. And he takes a snuffer and snuffs out the candle on his nightstand as well. Just like the child, he rolls over and closes his eyes. 
We sit in this shot of the man in the foreground laying towards us. And in the background, his closet sits still. We sit in this shot for too long until ever so slightly we start to push in. And as that happens, the closet door opens just a little bit. We see a shadowy, long hand reach around the door, push it farther open, and then disappear. A face comes into view. Breaking the threshold of the door here, it's a ghostly white face, pale blue skin. As if it's floating out of the closet, eyes are closed, mouth agape. It moves forward towards the man. This woman looks familiar to us. As it gets closer and closer, the man twitches in his sleep. We get a shot of the photograph on the nightstand. Then a shot of the face floating towards him. There of the same woman. He turns, eyes opening for just a moment, and sees her face above him. He says, Allison? Allison, what are you... What are you... And he starts to sit up, and as that happens, the face snaps back. As it does, it reveals a jagged set of teeth. That time I hand same dark hand that was over the closet covers the mouth of the man. He screams and we see chromatic light pouring up the hand of this creature. It starts to shake and twitch, starting at its wrist and then moving up into its shoulder. As that happens, the man also starts to writhe and twitch. The creature takes its other clawed hand and sticks its thumb, the nail on its thumb into the lowest part of the neck, you know, this part right here that's super soft, sticks the thumbnail right into there and then slices straight down, filleting the man wide open. As that happens, the candle comes back to life. The creature takes the hand off of the man's mouth, who's now in shock, looking down at his body. The creature reaches into the body of this man and parts it wide open, breaking the ribcage. We see a pulsing heart within. That's when we see a crack of light 
in the doorway. There's an eye looking into the room. The little boy stands outside the door, holding the teddy bear, staring into the room. He drops the bear and runs. And that's where we're going to cut to all of you. Fudge maker. (laughs) (laughs) That it was. (laughs) Just a little thoracic surgery. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. That's where we're cutting into all of you. You are all finishing up a mission, uh, an assignment that you've been sent on, uh, where your job was to intercept a, a package, a device that Eons was transporting from the Bridalborn Mountains to New Fair. You know that it is coming on a train. So uh, we know that all of you have gathered on the train. Uh, there have already been a number of incidents that have occurred here. We will get into those very shortly. Um, but your goal is to find and uh, take this device that Kendall has told you is very dangerous um, in order to keep Eons uh, from getting their hands on it. Eons so that you know, is the exoteric order of new sciences. They are essentially like if Tesla and Edison got together with magic and like made bad magic shit. Uh, Basically using magic as a form of science, um, trying to um, uh, utilize its power in ways that help them to make money. It's capitalism. so that is our uh, that is the information that we start with here at the end of this mission. Uh, we start on a shot of the Bridalborn Mountains uh, moving into the Scarlet Woods. The Scarlet Woods are bright red, uh, Scarlet Wood rather, uh, bright red trees um, that uh, that sort of fill the bottom of our frame like a pool of blood. Uh, uh, we see just in the distance the like smallest trail of smoke here. Uh, As we zoom into that, we get a shot of a steam engine that is moving very quickly down the side of a mountain through the the Scarlet Wood here. Um, And it is uh, uh, is almost on like a vertical incline. So it is going down the mountain at an extreme speed. uh, And we hear the like the blow of the of the horn as it's uh, blaring past us, uh, the tree sort of whipping in its um, in its wake. Uh, from there, we land on a man who is cradling the device that you all know uh, you're supposed to be uh, getting, and uh, in in the other hand, he has a gun. Um, he has a, uh, he's dressed in a burgundy suit. He has like a, uh, very, uh, uh, like, what's that? Pencil thin mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you see that he is on top of the train, about four cars back from the, from oh, the engine car. Fuck Tom Cruise. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> on top of the train, about four cars, uh, back from the front. Um, uh, and he is holding onto the device with one hand. He's flat against the car so that he does not blow off of the car. Um, and his other arm reaches back with the gun to take a shot. We hear the crack of the gun go off. We see the smoke almost paralleling the smoke from the steam engine uh, coming off of, of the gun as this happens. 
um, and we see the person he is shooting at. Who is it? Me! It's you. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, so, <laughs> just stepping in. I didn't see anyone else jumping up. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Uh, jumping right in. Uh, so we see, we see the gun raised. We see the crack. Um, or we hear the crack. We see the smoke. And we get a shot of you. Um, Sean, do you want to describe for us what you look like here as you are on the back of the train as well? Uh, I want you to picture how I look sitting at the table right now, uh, but with way more fucking pine needles in my face. Uh, we are rocketing down this hillside. I look uncomfortable. Uh, I got a coat. Uh, I think I, the second I heard the first crack, I jumped in between two cars, grabbed on a ladder, and I'm reaching for a piece of my jacket to come up over the top and get this guy. I love that. Uh, we, we hear the first crack go off. We see you leap down, um, pull yourself up as you're grabbing the gun. Go ahead and mark that you have a hand weapon, since that's uh, what you're taking there. Um, and then we see you lift yourself up over the over the train. You're about two cars back from him at this point, about the six car back. Um, as you peek your head up, you see the barrel pointed at you again, the triggers being pulled. Uh, you're gonna get another shot fired at you. What do you wanna do here? Um, this guy's a scientist. Do we assume, or do assume. I know that he's a soldier? Assume that he's a scientist. You would make the assumption, given his outfit, that he is a scientist. Then I think this guy firing from prone on top of a moving train is not going to be able to hit the side of the barn, and I'm going <laughs> to let him fire wildly in reverse while I steady my shot. I love that. Okay, that sounds good. So, uh, so we see you. Uh, uh, pulling yourself up, you're gonna set your shot. I'm gonna have you make a control roll here. I will <laughs> set the expectations here for this, that this is one, a high stakes roll, and two, uh, on a mixed success or a miss here, um, you will take some some body marks from getting shot. On a mixed success, uh, on a mix, so I need, so a six would help me not get shot, right? Yes, <laughs> uh, I mix, know the rules. Uh, <laughs> a, a big success would not be as bad as a miss here, but you are just letting him shoot at you. Yes, that's correct. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and spend a nerve okay. drive, because I have sharpshooter when you want to make a ranged attack with a weapon, you may spend one nerve to steady your aim before shooting and add plus two dice to your next shot at this target. So are you just popping up and shooting at him while he's shooting at you? Is that kind of the thought? I am popping, like I'm in between two cars. Yeah. I'm gonna put just my eyes above, I'm giving him just the top of my uh -huh. head to aim at on a moving train, arm over the side, steadied on the ground, uh, and uh, I'm gonna take my shot at him. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna let him fire wildly. If this guy can clip the top of my cranium on a moving train, he deserves it. <laughs> um, uh -huh. um, hmm. And Great. Do you make a control roll here? Make a control here. Uh, and I'll go ahead, actually, and throw another drive on there just okay. for an extra die. Sounds good. Okay. Everybody's dead. <laughs> That's a mixed success. That's a five. That's a five. Okay, it's a mixed success. Um, so, uh, here's what happens here. Uh, you shoot. He shoots. You're a better shot than he is. Know this. As the sound of the bullet traveling out of the barrel of your gun reverberates in your ears, um, you feel uh, a kickback like you're not used to from this gun. Uh, and then suddenly feel searing pain on your hand. Uh, at that same time, you see him uh, get hit 
in the shoulder from him leaning up, um, like the back of the shoulder, uh, and uh, go down. Uh, his um, arm looks as though it, the arm that had the gun, it looks as though it's um, uh, being covered in blood here. But as you look down at your own hand, you see that there is, um, the, the bullet probably hit the gun. Uh, your gun is completely out of, like, use now. And your, uh, and your hand is just covered in blood. You can t- go ahead and take a body mark for me. Uh, however, I see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So right under Sean uh-huh. is Marion. Uh, as soon as I see you drop down and I see you moving up the ladder, your old buddy Marion is there right beside you. And as I see him go over the side to take aim, I'm right underneath him. Mm-hmm. And I steady myself, I close my eyes. And as soon as I have this premonition mm-hmm. of what you just described flashing through my mind, you feel a tug behind you. And you hear me say, drop the gun. Uh, I uh, unthinkingly drop the gun and toss it. <laughs> And I'll yeah. try to catch it with my uh, uh, with my vest. I'll catch it to protect myself <laughs> right. from the heat a little bit. Love that. So I used uh, uh, an ability called Premonition, where I have momentary visions of the future. When an ally is about to take one or more marks, I burn an intuition resistance to warn them about the coming danger. Danger, and then I soak so. one of these marks. Great. So you take that body. You do not take that body. You soak that body, and instead you pull him down. This guy is still shot, uh, but you were able to pull the gun in time to make sure that he did not. He was not able to hit Sean in return. Got, what happened? Hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. Oh, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw it into my jacket um, uh, and look at you and say, good eye, Marion. Uh, and I'm going to clap you on the arm. Uh, and I'm going to uh, kick the door to the train car yeah. in to move through the train towards the car. That Love that. Up. We see the door fly open. This is a passenger car that you are uh, bursting into. So you just get eyes on you as this happens. We're going to cut away from that. Uh, we are uh, gonna cut to the Eon's like tech um, train car where they're keeping all of their like equipment that they're transporting back and forth. Uh, we get like the crackle of electricity as some of the devices work. We see uh, sine waves on like the rudimentary displays on some of these devices. Um, the like smell of ozone is in the air. And as that happens, we see uh, one figure um, sort of silhouetted by uh, the the lights, the, the bulbs that are lining this room um, that are uh, uh, surging as the electricity from, um, as the wires that are traveling down the side of that car and to the wheels that are powering the lights in this room uh, sort of surge and and crackle. Um, We watch as uh, uh, this person silhouetted uh, is facing off against two large uh, uh, individuals. They are um, rising ahead above them um, and they roll up their sleeves uh, and... um, uh, we can tell that they're uh, from their movement. They have just entered the train car where this person was. Um, this person who is now facing down two Eon security members uh, uh, is going to have to fight them off. Who do we want that to be? Who is that? I guess it could be me. Let's <laughs> 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 you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, it's yeah, okay. it's me. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, great. So we get we get the shot of you standing. Uh, will you describe your character for me? Uh, yes, uh, Nathaniel Trapp stands there uh, in his shirt and vest, uh, pocket watch uh, loosely hanging out. He was hoping to uh, use his words more in this situation, but seems to have found the car with the two big fucks in it, <laughs> um, and uh, is instead looking up and trying to uh, wonder how he got in the situation and why he didn't bring a gun as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, as you stare up at these two, uh, you hear one of them yell, Hey! What are you doing here? Oh, I'm so sorry. Is this is this not the dining car? We see one of them reach into their uh, vest pocket and pull out a knife. As they do, we see a cord that is uh, wrapping around, like around their arm, down their vest. They flip a switch, and a crackle of electricity comes over the top of it. Uh, this is like a switchblade, but it's electrified. Uh, and um, and they say, "Get on the ground." Oh, uh, absolutely. Actually, I, I reach in my breast pocket and uh -huh. I pull out a notepad and I say, I, this is exactly what I was looking for. I did not think the circus was coming to town, but if you would be uh, open to answering a few questions, I, I would love to figure out what that is. <laughs> <laughs> we cut away from that. <laughs> um, uh, we cut away from that over to the last train car. We sit for a moment on the face of Jean, looking up at her. Her arm seems to be extended out. As we pull back from that, it's revealed that she is holding a gun in her hand. Now, you don't need to mark it because this was given to you. Mm. We see a, a face appear over your shoulder, a face that you know well. This is Violet Bouchard. She is a mentor, a friend, an enemy might be too strong of a word, but maybe also that. She smiles at you. It's time for you to prove yourself, Jean. We pull out a little bit farther and we see a person on their knees in front of you. It should be easy, Jean. It should be easy. We hear the of a train door opening, like a railroad car door opening, and we get the wind whip in to the cabin here. As that happens, we see the passing red trees in front of you. And silhouetted against those red trees is a figure wearing sort of tacked together clothing. Beatrix. Oh yes, you see good old Auntie B kind of stumble <laughs> into the back of the car. She looks a little, um, disoriented, and, oh my goodness, is this not, is this not the express to the red lamp? I, I just, I, just, I fear I may have gotten on the wrong train. <laughs> As you say that, we see that you're patting your, your hands down, and, uh, Violet sort of grabs your shoulder, and then slaps you across the face. Oh! Did you just smack an old woman? Yes she says, and releases your shoulder. Now, and for the first time, we get a full shot of Eugene. Will you describe yourself? Jean is wearing standard issue Eon's clothing uh, that would be issued to an Eon's doctor. And normally she is quite composed and put together, but in this moment there is ever so slight a tremble in the hand that holds the gun. She is not accustomed to 
holding a firearm. In her eyes is a steely, cold reserve that at this moment is threatening to shatter as she weighs her options. Surely, Dr. Bouchard, there is another way. Ah, oh. Mallet says. Bows her head a little bit. You know, if you were not somebody who split their time between two organizations the way that you do, I would never ask a loyalty check like this. But it seems to me, and she looks over to the corner of the car, it seems to me that there's been correspondence behind my back instead of the agreed-upon method of communication. She pulls a letter out of her pocket. I found this. It was going to be sent. Uh, she wanders over to the, the back of the car as she's doing this. You know, this could have ruined everything. But she isn't as sly as she thinks she is. Uh, she tucks the, the letter into her pocket and she uh, opens up like a, a, a cabinetry uh, they would normally hold like beakers and vials and things, but it's been cleared out and inside is a figure. Um, and uh, uh, a woman with dark hair um, grabs her, pulls her up and drags her up to sit, kneel down next to you. This is Avery Choi. Somebody that you know well. Somebody that all of you would know as well. Avery Choi is a um, liaison between Eons and Kendawa. Uh oftentimes providing services much like uh, Jean does here. She says, See, I am loyal to Eons. So this, and she lets go of the rope, we see uh, Avery with a, a, a piece of tape over her mouth, um, sort of trying to yell. This makes this whole situation rather easy for me. And she pulls out again. So, you first. So to clarify, mm -hmm. in front of me are kneeling Ms. Monroe and Dr. Avery Choi. Mm -hmm. Dr. Bouchard wants me to shoot them. Uh, Violet, Dr. Bouchard, is holding the gun at Avery. I also have a gun. And you have the gun is there a way I can turn the gun on Dr. Bouchard? Uh, definitely. Uh, as she waits for a moment, watching you nervously hold the gun, do you whip it over? Do you slowly move it? What's the, what's the play here? I think I exchange glances nervously with Ms. Monroe. I th think perhaps we have talked about if a situation like this were to occur, 
Yes, we are. Uh, some sort of distraction. We saw this coming. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of my abilities. So three times per assignment, you may add a dice to your roll. Excellent. And, uh... Because of course we knew Violet was going to be here, and of course we knew that we were going to be using Jean over here as bait. So, Beatrix just kind of takes the easy way and almost like looks like she's going to go to run, <laughs> but in this process, like knocks uh, Violet, kind of shoulder checks oh, her so out good. of the way. Yeah, so we see you get up to run, you're not taking the shot. Yes, I take that opportunity when I see Violet slightly knocked off course to whip the gun on her. Great, uh, the gun is on her. Uh, she whips the gun back onto you. And now you're holding mm -hmm. guns at one another. Mm -hmm. I am a doctor, and I am very skilled about what part of my body can be injured. As you're saying this, she pulls the trigger. Oh! oh. oh. What do you want to do? I turn away from my heart, <laughs> so that the gun strikes me in my right shoulder. Okay. So you're gonna make a move roll for me. Okay. I will say, in the very least, you're gonna take a body mark. Could take more. Doing that dualist pose. Add a dice from where we, we saw Yep. Thank coming. you. Trying to get skinny. A critical success, you will not take it's and it's any damage. So, yeah, solid I'm also going to burn a nerve drive. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> it's okay, those gloves are... Oh! Six. <laughs> That's a full success. Uh, she pulls the trigger. We see you turn sideways. You feel boom across your shoulder, um, across like your like where your sleeve is, like your like your arm. Ooh, a cutting, searing pain, but way less than it would have been. Uh, uh, you dive out of the way here. She cries out, um, grabs Avery, and holds Avery as a shield in uh, front of her. May I? Yeah. Look around, do a survey check of this car. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, these old, you know, these old cabooses. And this is there. This isn't the car with. This the goods. isn't the car with the goods. All this right. is like an empty, like train okay. car. Like a, I'm kind like of standing by the car. gate in between, and normally there's like a lever that can detach the cars. <laughs> can I? Can I look and see if they're like I've seen? Yeah. So, um, so you've made a run for it. Uh, they're now standing. Uh, uh, face to face here, um, you're going out like the back of the car or the front of the car. You're going towards the engine or away from the engine? Towards the engine. Towards the engine. Great. So you're headed out that way. Uh, yeah, you're able to pry the doors open and you see there is uh, the the thing that would detach if you were to try and separate cars. It normally takes tools to do that. You can't just like pull the lever and do it, but uh, that doesn't mean that you couldn't try and force it if you want to. Sure, I'm gonna try and do it. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know so what's So you're trying to detach the car. the fucking rail. <laughs> Maybe. We're... And I look at him like, Genie, time to go. Already hanging on to my shoulder, uh -huh. hanging on to the side. Can we say that maybe I have like um, a little bit of like a like a tiny little dagger or blade or something? Yes, yeah, so you should help. have a hand weapon on there as an option. Yeah. All right. Take a hand weapon that so I, it would, I try to use to help lever. Great. Lever. Normally, like without anything, it would be uh, basically impossible to try and pry this apart. But because you're using a weapon, I'll say that it is more effective because of that. Um, all of these, by the way, high six rolls, right? That's why we're rolling oh, wow. getting damage. All of these are high six rolls. Um, so you're reaching down, trying to pry off the 
or pry open the like mechanism to be able to separate the cars. Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. What are you using? You have like a dagger. Yeah. If okay. I have a little blade or something. Great. Like that. Love that. Okay. That sounds good. Go ahead and make that roll for me. That's a control. control? Okay. Control or strike? I would give you one of the two. I'll do control. Okay. Which okay, and I just have one in it. Yep. So you could spend drive. You could spend nerve if you'd like to add more. This feels important. I'd assist you, but you know could we're, I assist we're busy. You? How would I assist you? Yeah, you could. With um oh, it, I would have to do with the you nerve, have to drive. Spend nerve drive. I don't have any left. I'm sorry. You can do this, Ms. Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> do not spend a nerve. I stopped doing Pilates about five years ago. All right, I'll tell you, I'll take a five. That's a, a five. Success. That's a mixed success. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, are you standing on the car that's being separated, or are you standing on the car that is? I want to stay on the car that is detached and hope and try and get Jeannie to do a little, a little train jump. Got it. Okay. So you're staying on the car that Jeannie's on. That Jeannie's on. Uh, no, I no, want to get on, on the one that's going to keep going, and I want this one that they're on okay. to, to go away. So, okay. so here's what happens. You, uh, you, well, describe for me how this works for you uh, very well. What's the, what's, how do you do this? As I already, I kind of get up, and I, I slip a little bit on my coat as I, as I shove Violet out of the way, and I'm trying to reach, and I, I'm a little bit torn to try and reach for Jean at the same time as I'm trying to go and use what... Was that old strength of my 55-year-old self I have left to uh, yank it and hopefully yeah. hope this so we, fucking so we see idea works. Drive the dagger into uh, into the like, mechanism and then pop it open. Uh, at that point, uh, in order to get that leverage, you had to be on the opposite train car, the one that is still attached to the rest of the train to do it. Um, as you do, the train ooh, separates by about two feet and it's getting wider and wider and wider every moment that uh, you are uh, not keeping it together. She's um, more spry than I, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and take my opportunity. Okay. Uh, Before it gets too oh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, so you actually had to get onto the other side. So right, are you so jumping gonna, back? So now I'm gonna uh, to them. Staying on the one that's that's still going. Staying on the one that's still going. Okay. And the gap is going. widening with I every moment. I sprint past okay. Violet and Avery, and my final words as I leap to the other car. Consider this my resignation. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay. I'm gonna have you make a move roll again for me here yes. because uh, you are trying to sprint by them. What I will say, high stakes roll. Um, uh, she's holding a gun still. Things could go bad on a mixed success. Things won't go that bad, but just setting the expectations that this is very dangerous. What you're Copy about to do. that. Cool. Oh, it's one die. One die. Four. It's a mixed four. success. It's a mixed success. So we see you sprint by uh, uh, Violet. Um, she yells. No, uh, and pushes Avery out the car door. You have an opportunity here. You can save Avery from falling out the train door, or you can continue on to the other train safely. What do you want to do here? I think to myself in that split second when I have to make this decision, Avery has been my confidant. She has been, they've been the one that has helped me connect with Candela. How could I let... I, I, I do no harm. How could I let harm come to Avery? And yet that gap is growing wider and wider and wider. I make the leap to the other car. Okay. We see uh, you take that second, one second to contemplate. And Avery tumbles over the threshold and, and disappears oh. out the door as you leap across. I just, I, can 
kind of grab her with what little bit I have just to steady her balance. Uh, the train cars start to separate more. If it had been one moment longer, they would have been too far. Violet stands at the doors, watching the cars start to separate. Her hair whipping in the wind. From there, we cut back to the two of you. We never got your description. We focus in on you here as uh, Sean is sort of recovering. Um, do you want to give us your description? Uh, well, as soon as I hear a shot come from the back, you uh -oh. see my attention go from my buddy Sean immediately whipping back because I know that she's in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that uh, One of those last cars. Uh, and what you see is a, uh, a man, uh, uh, Marion Collodi, uh, about 5'9", so he is, you know, the, the, the tall end of short or the short end of average. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, medium slim build, dark hair, dark beard. Uh, and uh, he's um, got this sort of intense look in his eyes. He's focused on what's happening around him, but he's also focused on another layer of what's happening around him that the naked eye cannot see. Uh, and uh, I... I'm whipping back and forth. I'm seeing, I hear the gunshot, I whip back, I go back to where you are. Uh, Sean, there's, tr there, there's, there's trouble in the back. We gotta go. Hey, um, uh, I'm, I am I'm walking, the, the guy we're chasing, was he moving to the front of the train or the back? Move the front of the train. Towards the engine, towards the, yeah. Uh, you, you say trouble in the back? Uh, I'm gonna go. There's trouble in the front. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta say like, <laughs> I, I look at you and I'm like, hey, trouble everywhere, all right? Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say, you need to go get uh, Annie B and Gene? Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for the heads up. Uh, and I'm going to start to uh, run through the train. Yeah. Uh, uh, after the dude that I know is going to the front. Yeah, we see do I happen to know? Towards. Do I happen to know where uh, Nathaniel is in the train? Um, he, so Nathaniel no would be behind you. Uh, so everyone's behind me and I'm running forward. You're, running, after this you're like four cars from the front, which is where all the passenger trains are. Okay, cool. I'm just going to start to. Uh, uh, that guy is, did I see that guy really hoofing it on the roof? Or was he like struggling to make progress? Oh, it's hard up on the roof. So, so I'm not gonna run. I'm just gonna sort of move my gun around in my jacket <laughs> and walk politely nodding to the <laughs> <laughs> car. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as to not arouse suspicion. Um, uh, I'll just start to walk through. And if anyone grills me any more about it, I'll, I'll do something, but the best defense is not opening your fucking mouth in the first place. I love that. <laughs> Go ahead and make a hide roll for me as you do this, because there are people on board that are, you know, potentially people on board here that are Eon's members as well that are looking out for people that they are not with. That's a three. That's a three. Uh, you continue forward. <laughs> Nobody seems to bother you here as you move to the next car, but as soon as those doors close, take a look back and see one person get up from their seat and move towards the doors behind you. Okay, so they're in the car I just left. They are. Uh, uh, they picked up my tail. Um, uh, I am going to, uh, is there anything here in between the cars like uh, like a bolt that you would like lift up to lock a mm -hmm. door or anything else like that that I see in the sort of like area. Like I assume there's like chains and like things attaching the two sure. cars together. Is there anything physically that's like a bar out here? In yeah, uh, in the immediate, there doesn't look to be anything that is, that it like will, uh, that will disattach mm -hmm. quickly, but go ahead and make a survey roll for me because that's to like give a more thorough look at what's around. Maybe there's something underneath the carriage of the train or something. 
Uh, three. Three. Yeah, there does not appear to be anything around here, and you notice the person getting closer and closer to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean back mm-hmm. as I see them approaching me, and I'm gonna uh, light a cigarette to look like I'm just smoking out here in between the cars. I love that. Uh, they like they lock eyes with you, um, and uh, you see them reach into the la- their lapel. We cut away from them over to you. <laughs> uh, they. Uh, what position have you taken here? If you are um, okay, if you are like. Okay with them doing whatever they want, they are going to lay you flat on the ground. If you're not, then I would like to I'm know. just going down to my knees, and I still have my notepad okay. out. Gentleman Great. has the lightning dagger, or whatever the fuck that is, and then the other one, I assume, as well. As I'm doing that, can uh, I survey the room real quick and sure. see, like, any liquids of any kind in this place? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Go make a survey report. Okay. Uh, only because this is high stakes. Uh, if you were in this room by yourself uh, and there was no time pressure, it wouldn't be a big deal, but you're looking around in a hurry to do this, so... Uh, that's a five. That's a five? Okay. Uh, it's a mixed success. Um, so, uh, what you see here is there are, um, there's actually like what looks like a, a, a set of like Bunsen burners that have a liquid inside of them. They're boiling. They are being held by like metal clamps so that in the um, vertical descent of the train uh, where the liquid, actually at this point, the liquid is kind of like pushing up against sort of like like this, right? Mm-hmm. It's like pushing up against the side of the burner. Um, as that's happening, uh, you're seeing they're being held uh, in place by like a, uh, a metal um, device that has a, what's that thing called that like when you, that Steadicams use? The Gyros- gyroscope? Ah. Like a gyroscope that keeps them level as the train moves so that they don't actually get hurt. And so, or they don't spill. Um, and they're being uh, uh, like lit uh, on fire essentially from below, um, boiling. One of them is like a dark liquid and the other one is a clear liquid. Both of them are not within an arm's reach, but you could make a sprint to grab one. Excellent. So because it's on the side and there are two of them, I know mm-hmm. if at least I move to one of their flanks, I'll put them in a single line. They can't both reach me with the same amount of speed. Sure. So I'll say, that actually looks fascinating. And I'll move towards the beaker. As I pulled out the notepad, there is a, a pair of brass knuckles that's underneath the notepad and I have Ooh. it in my hand. I'll loop it, try to uh-huh. loop it behind the beaker incredible and I'll try and fling it towards the one that's closest to me so good so I'm gonna say this is either a strike or control roll here to do this god both of those suck I'm sorry let's <laughs> go oh, okay. three that's a three so uh, you go to put your hand on the back of the beaker um, are you a scientist I'm not um, uh, so, so what you realize, not being a scientist, uh, uh, it wouldn't have come to you maybe as easily. Uh, but now that you've wrapped the the brass knuckles around the super hot glass, you realize those knuckles conduct heat. Um, so you put your hand around one of those, and suddenly your the whole like inside of your knuckles just light up on fire. Go ahead and take a body mark for me yep, as this yep. happens. Um, uh, you go to fling it, and the vial goes because of the burn. The vial goes wide left, smashes against the door, and you see the uh, the vial. The the dark one is the one that you that you flung. It starts to eat away corrosively at the metal of the train car. That would have worked so well. <laughs> Uh, and they both move towards you. Uh, the other one now pulling out a like electrified uh, sort of switchblade um, as well. They take a swing at you. What do you want to do here? Uh, well, you know, if you're going to get in a knife fight, you're going to get cut. Uh, and sometimes the fastest way to the end is to just keep going. So I'm actually going to keep my arms up in front of me and try and wait until one of them does move forward, knowing that I will get cut and try and use leverage 
to swing them into the other to try and uh, make use of the momentum momentum in the car. That's so cool. What do you want to use here to do that? There sounds like, it sounds like there's a couple of things that might work. Yes, 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 yes. What are we looking at? Uh, boy, I really, I could have used more stuff in this non-talky shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I will, I'm going to make a read on okay. one of the two in the room. Is one of the other more aggressive than the other one is? Yeah, so the first one to pull out the switchblade is definitely the aggressor. The other one is sort of, uh, looks as though they are like answering to the f- the first Great, so I'm going to make my move towards the aggressor and I'm gonna offer my left side, just like this whole side, to try and capture an arm and know that I'll take a, probably take it, and then I'm gonna try and use that uh, that motion to bring him around into the other one if I can. Yeah, uh, so what I'll actually ask you for here, if, if you're okay with it, because you're trying to convince him to do that, I would say sway is probably what that falls under, okay. is that okay? Oh yeah. Okay, great. So you're trying to convince him to hit you. I will say you you will take some body marks here. I am uh, counting on it. Okay. I, I entered a knife fight uh, with a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I'm say burn too dry. We'll we'll see maybe some brain too because of um because this is a stressful situation that you're in. <laughs> so I'm just setting those depending on what the roll is. You Where might take some. Fuck is Sean. <laughs> uh, that's a five. That's a five. Okay, that's a mixed success. So you're gonna get what you want. But uh, uh, describe for me how the blade makes its way into your side so successfully. Yeah. So uh, it does. It does take the flank, but it goes off of my my lat, off of my my rib, and I can yeah. feel the warmth immediately start to pour down the side. But the natural in- instinct to trap the arm is also mimicked by the the need to protect all of the organs sure. inside of that rib cage. <laughs> so I trap the arm, and I will turn with everything that I have and try and whip him around into the guy behind. Me. I love that. We get the shot of it slicing the side of your uh, the side of your body, uh, blood pouring down. T- go ahead and take a body uh, and a bleed for me, um, because the stress of this situation is so much. Um, oh, but I'll with a lot of slots, five, you guys. <laughs> but with that soon. five, you get, you get the success here. You trap the arm underneath, you spin and throw this one uh, uh, security officer into the other. They sort of, uh, letting go of the arm, uh, they, they fall into one another, giving you an opportunity here to break free. You would think I would run, but I, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm actually going to follow on the guy that I threw him in and try and keep that arm with the electric dagger yeah. and try and put it into one or yeah. two of either of them. I love that. What are we using here to do that? Uh, the just, just, just blunt luck. I'm just gonna roll for it. Just, <laughs> okay, which, which, uh, what's, what action are you taking? Uh, can I do? I'm gonna do a strike. Okay, sounds good. That's okay. a strike roll. You run over, grab the dagger. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You grab the dagger. When the, when the GM has to pause. <laughs> you grab the dagger and you push it. Uh, describe for me what you're trying to do so we get the visual. So of they've, how they've slammed work. into each other and I imagine either the dagger is still in his hand or it's hanging from that electrode wire yeah. under his arm. Uh-huh. I'm trying to grab it and still like pin uh, the first guy against the second uh-huh. and try and move that current into him or the other one. But it seems like probably grabbing a swinging dagger from a hanging electrical wire is gonna be tricky in a moving train car. Uh, you grab the dagger, but you grab the wrong end. It slips through your hand, go ahead and take another body, and a bleed here as you realize that this thing is being powered by some kind of magic, as well as electricity. What does bleed feel like for you? Well, in this moment, the, the, the dagger is familiar. That hurts, but the ache, the throb that comes with the pain is unnatural. It almost burns, but the pervasive travel 
of that numb feeling as it moves up towards my shoulders is almost as if you've lost blood flow to an area, as if it's on pins and needles. Yeah. And your arms, my arms feel heavy. And luckily there is a little bit of um, redness from <laughs> the knife. Um, and if I can, I'm going to try and flick my fingers just to get anything I can oh, in I their eyes that. and I'm going to turn and run. Yeah, we see the, we see the blood flick out from your hand uh, covered in both uh, uh, the like the the blood of the knife cut and also the singed skin of the electricity and maybe something else from the blue uh, from from the magic that's flowing through it. Um, we see you bolt as that happens. It's not a cool run, by the way. My arms are just like. <laughs> as that happens, we cut back to the two of you. You both are in a train car. You've made it across. The other train is, uh, the other car is getting farther and farther away. Um, you know that up ahead of you is where Nathaniel was supposed to be exploring what the uh, what eons had to offer here. What else they had to offer here um, as part of the as part of the mission. Uh, what do you all want to do? You did wonderfully, dear. I, I, I'm and you still look fabulous. Well, thank, thank you, Ms. Monroe, but I, I, I promised I would do no harm, and I let Dr. Choi die. She is a very efficient, very intelligent woman. She will figure it out. You can't put all this on you. And please, call me Auntie B. Come on, let's try and catch up with the boys. Okay, Ms. Monroe, Auntie B. Uh, and you move forward through the train here. Um, as you as you enter these train cars that you're in, uh, these ones back here are just storing like crates. Um, as you move into the next one, you hear like the uh, scuttle of of feet. Um, for a moment, you think that there might be somebody here. As you look over, you realize that it's uh, a, a a crate of chickens um, that are all sitting, uh, sort of looking up at you, um, pecking at the ground. Uh, th- these are simply holding supplies that are coming down from the Bridalborn Mountains. Before we move into the next car, yep. can, I, can I look forward and see, uh, just kind of keep wanting to scout mm-hmm. ahead of us to make sure we're not walking into a shit store. Great, go ahead and make a survey roll for me. All right. Let me make some survey roll. I'm just gonna do a street survey. I'm just gonna drive for this. Oh, but this one's gilded. All right. Four on the gilded die. Four on the gilded die. Yeah. Uh, the train car's ahead seem as though, the train car right ahead of you, the one that you can see, um, seems as though it's carrying the same sort of set of uh, uh, supplies, right? It has like uh, crates of um, uh, apples and, and other fruits and vegetables. Um, it doesn't appear as though there's anything nefarious in, in the train car ahead of you. Before and that was a five? It was a four. It was a four, sorry, okay. Before we move forward, could I take a moment to see if I can survey these chi- or focus on these chickens and see if there's sure. anything to be gained from their beady eyes. Sure. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, I actually am going to have you roll. Uh, yeah, you can roll serve. Uh, survey would be looking at a, looking at a like um, general place. These are if you want to focus on them, that's great. probably what it is. Um, uh, great. Um, I'm great. Six. That's a six. Well, that's a. Those are two sixes. Oh, it's two sixes. Oh, I thought it was a one. That's a super success. Yeah. That's two six. There's guns in the chickens. The chickens are holding guns. Get under Come on. Chicken army. Yes, yes, yes. Buck, uh, buck, motherfucker. <laughs> what do you What do you want to know here about them? I want to know why I, I, I worked for Eons uh, mm-hmm. recently, and I want to know why we are. Chicken, why are there chickens on board? This was not part of the item list. 
Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, as you come down to inspect them, um, you notice that, uh, there is, like, a, um, the, like, waddle that is down below their, their, uh, chin. Um, they have waddles, right? Chickens have waddles, right? Roosters do. Roosters? Okay. These chickens. These chickens chickens have waddles. (laughs) Um, uh, as that happens, you, you notice that they're, like, just slightly glowing. Something's not quite right. I do believe these animals were the subject of an experiment. Perhaps it's related to them. Can it be used as a weapon? Distraction? I would like to take a crate of chickens. <laughs> <laughs> we see you grab, uh, it's a large crate. Uh, we see you dragging a crate of chickens behind you. This is not like video game rules where it's like a crate of chickens and, and it then just, goes, it just disappears into your inventory. We see you pulling this crate of chickens. With forward. my shoulder that's not. Uh, Oh yeah, with your other shoulder. Uh, yeah. Did I take a body, by the way, or was I was I missed it enough the gunshot? Oh yeah, you would have taken you would have taken a body. Thank you. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Um, it's, it's in line with fiction, right? Uh, that's our goal. Um, great. Uh, we're jumping back over to you here. What do you want to do? I mean, I uh, so um, I'm hoping that I was actually far uh, close enough to their car to hear the gunshot that got my attention because I'm worried about them yeah seeing sean go ahead i'm going back as you're running through the train the opposite direction you see ahead of you uh uh a struggle happening um one guy uh a large man gets like tossed into another man uh and they like hit the wall of the uh, of the train car and collapse um, and then uh and then you hear like commotion from in there the scene that you that we just described right. Uh, so as I'm approaching that, it, uh, I'm going to keep going in that direction. If I see you looking rough, I'm going to pull out uh, a hand weapon. I'm uh, like a retractable baton. So cool. <laughs> yeah, like, huh? I guess it's more like... And I'm moving in because if I see you messed up, then I'm coming in for backup. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. Uh, as you move into the train car, what is uh, what does Marion see here as they enter? Uh, yes, you, you see a... <sighs> Very well made suit, but it is uh, just covered in dark crimson down the left side. My arms are draping, and I'm a little pale in the face, and I, my eyes are telling the story, and I'm like, help! Uh, <laughs> I'm rushing in, and I'm clobbering the guy that's nearest him. Great. Uh, two of them are on the ground. Uh, Don't care. Hitting them. <laughs> love that. Just, just I fight framing, dirty. <laughs> just framing. Just framing oh, for yes, you. Yes, you yes. see both of them on the ground. Uh, one of them has uh, like an electrified kind of dagger in their uh, switchblade in their hand. Um, the other one is coming to their feet and has dropped it. Oh, the one. The one then that's that that's recovering. Yeah. Pop. Right over the side. Go ahead and make a strike roll for me. Okay. Uh, 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 I'm gonna use a drive. High six roll. Uh, four. A four. Uh, that is a, uh, a mixed success here. Um, we see you uh, clobber this guy. Uh, describe for me what this looks like as you as you hit him with this baton. Uh, so as soon as I see the look in uh, Nathaniel's eyes and I track everything that's happening, the sort of training from being a soldier in the war kicks in. And uh, I've already retracted the baton and I just swoop in and use the momentum of my run and just basically backhand this guy, pop, in the direction that he's getting up, hopefully to spin him away from the other two figures that are on the ground, Nathaniel being one of them. I love that. We get the baton swipe across his face. He goes flying backwards. You're training from being a soldier, kicking in. 
your strength coming out here. Um, as that happens, you finish that upstroke on him, uh, and then you feel a searing pain with that five, four, four. It's a four. With that four, you feel a searing pain in the back of your calf. This guy has driven into your calf the the dagger, uh, the switchblade, um, and is starting to carve down your calf with it. Go ahead and take a, a body and a brain here. Ooh. Oh my God. Sympathy pain. I thought you took one of them out. They're <laughs> <laughs> both still up. <laughs> no, no. What do you want to do? Um, uh, 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 now that uh, uh, Marion has run past me, um, do I see anyone else coming? Do I see Sean? Do I see you? See, you can see through the train cars. Like when the doors open, you could see Sean moving through the passenger cars, um, but disappeared very quickly uh, as the doors closed. And, and from where we are, do we know that if we are in the middle of the cars and Sean is further up north Sean is the further engine. up towards the engine, and then, and then back behind you is where these two are. Shit, right, okay. Um, I'm gonna grab Marion and say, oh, we should try and, we should try and regroup. Let's, let's meet up with Sean. At least we'll have numbers then. We cut to Sean as this is happening. What do you want to do? Uh, how close are these two guys? Uh, these guys are about two cars back. No, no, I mean oh. the guy, you said it, I was made and that people are like There's coming. one guy, he's headed straight for you as you're smoking the cigarette. He's coming uh, towards the train car uh, where doors. the doors would open. Are the door, the doors like sliding yeah. doors? Uh-huh. Uh, so you need to open them Correct. all the way to be able to walk through. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get my, give myself another piece of equipment. Love it. Uh, I reach in for a pair of handcuffs for this science uh, scientist. <laughs> Say, buddy. You're gonna be knocked out. Um, and uh, I'm going to handcuff the handle uh-huh. to one of the chains on the outside of the that. car so that you can't open the door. Uh-huh. So just lock it, and uh, uh, and I'm gonna look at the guy who's walking towards me. And go, hey, fuck you. Uh, and I'm the <laughs> he cigarette. grabs the door and tries to pull it, and it is locked. Uh, and uh, and he, his hand immediately pulls out, uh, his other hand pulls out of his lapel, mm-hmm. um, and he uh, grabs the back end of like uh, of like a, uh, a gun uh, and starts to try and break the glass that is sort of separated. Uh, I'm up the ladder after the scientist. Love that, up on top of the car. You see the scientist uh, pulling himself along, still two cars ahead of you. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, this motherfucker, all right. Um, uh, I'm gonna say, hey! Be reasonable. <laughs> you crawling on a moving train. Have some self-respect. We got you. Uh, he turns around um, and he holds. Uh, he's holding the uh, the device in his hands, and you see it now. This is what it looks like. Um, he has it in his hand, and uh, and he threatens it over the side of the train, uh, and points the gun at you. What do you want to do? Uh, I am going to, um, uh, the, the, he's holding this thing over the side of the train Uh and holds the gun at me. Um, uh, I am going to, uh, attempt to shoot the gun out of his hand. Yeah. Okay. So what I will say is that if on, on a, on a mixed success, this thing will go rolling. Um, it will not immediately fall off, but it will put it in danger of being lost. I would love to come to these woods some other night when I'm not being shot uh-huh. at and look for that fucking thing. That sounds great to me. Hit this piece of his super science, uh-huh. I'm going to assume that he likes a lot more than I do. So, I, you know, it's like... Yeah, the assignment from Candela was to get it, but it's like, at what cost, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah, buddy, I'm, I, I hate to tell you, 
they're not gonna give that thing to me when you bring it back. So priority more for you than me. Great. Um, uh, I'm gonna burn just a whole bunch of nerve. <laughs> um, let's go one. I'll do. I'll burn one for sharpshooter. Okay. And then I'll burn two more for four. So I'm gonna be rolling with six. Damn, that's the most you can roll with. The most I can roll with. Um, I mean, we're we're up there. <laughs> uh, and actually, so there's one, two, three, four, five. So it's just oh, so I'm only yeah. I only have to burn that many to get six. Right. Um, as a sharpshooter. Because a sharpshooter. Um. And I'm just gonna shoot the gun out of his hand yep. and and be ready for a dead sprint. Yeah. Afterwards. So good. Okay, we roll. Um, that's a. Five, and I'm, what I'm going to go ahead and do here is I'm actually going to spend a resistance okay. to re-roll two of the die as well. Uh, no sixes. That's a, that's a mixed success. Mixed success. Damn. Okay. That's all right. So, here's what happens. You shoot. The gun goes flying out of his hand. Uh, it clamors along the train and then falls off the edge. He, with the device still in his hand, falls backwards in between the train cars. You hear a click. And suddenly your train car is falling back behind the engine. He's at the engine car with one train car behind him. Does that mean that we do we all do the rest of us feel a jolt? Uh, it's so subtle when these train cars separate okay. that you definitely can't tell immediately. But if someone were to look out the front window, you'd see the steam engine of the train like moving further away from the actual train itself. What would you say our speed is? Twelve trees a second? <laughs> Probably twenty-five trees. You're you're almost on a complete. Like, we are on a descent. Descent, right. yeah, it's very bad. So we're still going fast. We're, we're still going fast. And away fast. from the brakes, currently. Away from the brakes. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, this guy has fallen. I hear a click. He's still got the device. His gun has flown off mm -hmm. into the into the things. Everybody's got to make it hard. And I'm going to start <laughs> running, uh, and I'm going to run and leap onto the engine yeah. uh, <laughs> as fast as I can. Sounds like a move roll for me. Make that roll. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna burn all the rest of the, the nerve drive here. down to the bone. Down to the, down bone. the bone. First hour, down to the bone. Here we go. Okay, that's a six. That's a six. Six. Uh, describe for me how you get this thing from him. Um, so he's he's in the engine. He is. Uh, I still have my gun. Um, uh, as the as the cars start to move apart, you just hear. Uh, leap, and I grab the lintel of like the roof uh -huh. and double foot kick him in the chest yeah. through the yes. engine car. Boom, he goes flying backwards. Uh, and the thing spins up in the air and I catch it midair. Oh, so good. You don't gotta be a fucking prick about it. <laughs> Running around like this. Jump over trains. <laughs> All right, uh, and I'm going to uh, yeah, grab the thing yeah. and uh, I'm gonna go stand over his prostrate body. Yeah, he's uh, like, oh God, oh. Now your friend made me lose the handcuffs, which is why this has to happen. I'm gonna stomp on his head and knock him unconscious. Yeah, you stomp on his head and knock him unconscious. As we see the foot come down onto his head, we cut back to uh, we cut back to the two of you. I think. Was that on your gilded knife? 
Oh, it was. Look at that drive. Yeah. Drive back. Thanks, Annie B. <laughs> I'm just looking out for you. Uh, we describe what we did just so that people know. Uh, uh, so I rolled. Uh, I rolled all these dice. My gilded die because my uh, because uh, my strike is gilded. Um, uh, on that uh, uh, on that die, I replenish one of my nerve drive, Great. which means all this all these resources I'm burning a little bit come back to me. <laughs> Great, okay, uh, wonderful. We cut back the two of you. What are we doing here? We're dragging a, a chicken dragging crate. A crate of chickens. How far away? <laughs> Damn. Boys. Yeah, are the boys anywhere up ahead? Uh, yeah, so, so I think that at this point, uh, the two of you, have you left the train car yet? No, you're still you're, in. Uh, in process of, of leaving. following through with we whatever gonna, that moment we was. We were going to go catch up with Sean. Oh, yes, that's right. Who that's what I said, go catch up with Sean. Moved on. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh, uh, the train car's open. You see... Uh, uh, you see, as you're saying, go catch up with Sean. Um, we, you hear the the doors opening uh, in the train car, not the train car that you're in, but the one behind it to like see what's beyond. Basically, like the the, the train car that you all are in, opening those doors, and then through the window you see the face of these two uh, behind you. What do you, what do you, what do the four of you want to do? Because now you're all kind of in the same scene with the with the two security officers still in this train car. Is, is the one that I clobbered, is he out? He's down, but uh -huh. he's not like out, out. Um, this is a mixed success. So he only, he took some pain, but it wasn't. Are both of them break. down or is it just the one? So one of them is down. The oh, other one is, is, was the one that stabbed you in the leg. Yeah. Ooh. So we're. We're walking into a, a mm -hmm. situation. You're walking into a situation. With a crate of chickens. Uh-huh. All right, fantastic. <laughs> um, this is going great. Yeah, we kind of look across the car and we see a crate of chickens. Huh. What? <laughs> you I don't like... look good, Mr. Traff. No, no. <clears throat> so, are we all, in, now we're all in the car uh -huh. together. You, you, so you can be if you want side. to. You're literally on the opposite sides okay. of the car and between you two uh, are the two security. Where's the shock knife stick thing that one that, that Still on the, ground. the other one had? Still on the ground. I'm picking that up yeah. and I'm stabbing the guy that just stabbed me. He's right there. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, that looks nice. I want that <laughs> weapon now. Uh, as you pull with, as you pull on it, you notice the like, um, the line, like the, uh, what's called the wire, uh -huh. is attached to the man that you clobbered. Okay. Um, so you're not able to go that far. Go ahead and make a strike roll for me against the guy who's got one dug into your cap. Okay. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I'm burning a drive. I'm burning a nerve drive because this is very scary. <laughs> Five. That's a five. It's a mixed success. Um, so, uh, uh, describe for me how you. Um, well, actually, here's here's what happens. Yeah. You you lunge forward with the with the knife, uh, and it doesn't quite go as far as you want it to. But you see, uh, you go to stab and whoop, get like pulled back the by the wire. Still attached. The, the, the cord is still guy. attached. It um yeah uh, it disattaches, so it's no longer electrified. Mm -hmm. But the knife sinks into. That's the man. good enough for me. Uh, he sort of like wails out in pain, and then as it's pulled out, he starts to bleed um we see the Help! three of you what do we do see you boys have been making some friends yeah <laughs> like we do some better than others i'll, I'll run up as well and i think we'll just try and give like some jaw kicks to these the gents that are down we really should try and catch up with mr finity i'm we actually will. um with that i'm gonna i'm gonna try and like poke my head out of the train window. Uh -huh. See if I can see any sign of what the hell is going yeah, on. Yeah, you see the steam engine pulling ahead of the rest of the train. I have a feeling I know where Sean is. <laughs> where? There he goes. <laughs> Shit. Uh, can I see? Yeah, uh-huh. Can you see that real quick? 
Here, do you want to pass that? Yes. Sorry, we'll pass that. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. If you're seeing me from far away, it's just me in the back of the engine going. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, I see him. It looks like he got the. the... It looks like he got the thingy though. Right. So, a simple uh, <clears throat> point to make. Um, the engine not only controls the acceleration of the train, but also in charge of the braking. How we stop? That is correct. We should probably think about getting off. Would these chickens be of any service? And I hold up the crate. <laughs> oh man! How do you mean? They possess magic. Inside. You found magic chicken. <laughs> we cut from that to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn to look. The guy's unconscious. I've got uh -huh. this thing, uh -huh. uh, and I'm looking, and I'm there's like, a, "There's a drive. There's like a what's it called? Not a driver of the. Oh, there's train? oh, there's an like, engineer. engineer. There's an engineer, and he's like, "The fuck is going <laughs> on here, buddy? <laughs> it's a long story. What's that in your hand? <laughs> if I knew, uh, listen." <laughs> You should slow this train down, because we just come undone from the whole rest of the train. Oh shit, he says, and grabs the brake and starts to oh, <laughs> like oh. slow slow the steam oh, engine okay. down. Uh, and as that happens, you see that they're, they're starting to come back together here. When Boys, I have a feeling we should brace for impact. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the guy and say, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you when they're about to touch, okay? <laughs> I assume I just put the bolt back in through the holes? Uh, he goes, I don't, I don't do that part. What do you mean you don't do that part? I don't part? do that part! We, why, I don't do all the other parts either. I have some awareness. Can I leap out of the, the train car and just look in between the cars uh -huh. and see if there's any sort of like emergency brake or anything that could be pulled? So as you all are, are you are you doing this from the train car that yes, you're in? Yeah. Uh, no, there's not. Not here. Cool. Um, that's not the way that they're built. But what you do see is the other train car starting to slow, the, the steam engine starting to slow down. Okay, okay, we can work with that. Uh, uh, as that happens, you hear sort of commotion coming from the passenger train. Um, people are starting to realize that there is shit going on here. Yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, 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 so, uh, hearing one more time, uh, uh, my former lieutenant, uh, not necessarily issue a command, but but be give a directive. We got to get back to Sean. So, looking down at these guys that I just you know stabbed and clobbered, I uh, follow that same instinct instinct and follow you back to the front of the train, but still kind of looking back because I don't trust these two. Uh, so uh, you guys are, are you guys are running towards yeah, the front of the train? I'm, I'm basically right on his heels, trying to figure out what to do about this next thing with these trains. Are we are we collectively doing this? Are we all moving towards the front of the train? I think we would be trying to move towards the front of the train at yes. least if a reattachment moment happens, and also scanning outside to see if there are any, you know, uh, hay bales or creeks or rivers that we might be going over, just in case we need to ditch. <laughs> I love right. that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the crate of chickens uh -huh. that I've inexplicably yeah. brought with me this far, mm -hmm. and I'm wondering, are there wooden or metal dowels on the cage? That oh, for sure, there's metal be? dowels, yeah. Uh, what if we were to take one of these metal dowels and I pry it and pull it, mm -hmm. and use this to fasten now that we've slowed down a fair amount? That's an excellent idea. I okay. move to do Great. so. So uh, we're going to make a group action here between the four of you. So one person is going to lead, and then anybody else can spend drive if they want to. They don't need to. Um, but one person will roll for everybody, essentially. Who wants mm -hmm. to lead that action forward? Uh, Sounds like you were... I was moving forward, yeah. Forward. We're, 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 in, a, we're in a passenger. Move 
We're in a passenger car as well? Uh, so you're in the Eon's tech, like, technology car right now, but you're going to be moving through the passenger cars to do I, this. I, I, will, I will help by trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, as you see, things have kind of gone shitty bananas. Uh, we need you to stay in your seats or find a bracing position. Please, everything is fine. We're lying. Uh-huh, I'm running. Okay. I'm taking, uh, I, I'm start to run and then take the cue and I kind of like calm myself down, uh, sort of, and, and really, really, with urgency, move as fast as possible Great. towards the front. Uh, so we're gonna make that move roll here to get to the front. Um, okay. Go ahead and roll, I'm gonna roll with move. Anybody who wants to spend drive can, but you don't need to. It will be all four of you moving, uh, you helping to keep everybody calm. It's gonna be very Do effective. we want to use one of these? Oh. You could use a gilded die, yeah. So sure. you guys have yes. stamina training. Yes. Um, yes so you have three gilded die at the beginning of every assignment. That and you can and my move is already gilded, so I can roll with two gilded yes. because of correct. Uh, six on the gilded. Six die. on the gilded. So go ahead and take that nerve back. Yes. And then this goes away. F- that goes away for, for good. The assignment. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Just for the assignment. Just for the assignment. Great. Uh, you all make your way towards the front of the train, uh, and as the two, uh, as the steam engine slows down, you see Sean um, across in the engine room with the engineer, uh, and the the two cars uh, slam together. But in that moment, you're able to drive the metal pull uh, into the like area where they meet and keep the two trains from parting once again. Um, and uh, from there, we pull out of the train and we pan over to the city of Newfair, where the train is headed. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, uh, I look at you and say, that's some quick thinking, Doc. Way to go. Hey, did you pass a guy trying to break through a handcuff on the way here? Did we? No? Uh, it was a broken window. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to whip my gun up and just shoot straight up. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you, you hear, oh, and then a guy, like, falls yeah. over. Nice. Amazing. Should have known that broken window was just... Smart guy, that guy was smart. <laughs> I mean, he's dead now, but he was smart. We see, we get, a, we get a shot wide of the train as a man falls off the top, and uh, the train continues into... What are, what are the passengers doing at this point? Uh, the passengers are all, like, you were able to keep them calm with that six. It was kept calm, and we were pulling out to the city, and that's where we're going to uh, cut into your home base in Halifax. Uh, I came up real quick before we go. Sure, please. Annie B wants to move through the passenger car uh-huh. and say... Surprise! That was a surprise performance! From the Red Lamp Renegades. Uh, Some claps. Thank you. We do take tips, by the way. She just goes through and she takes off her little, her hat that she has adorned with faded uh, silk flowers and just goes through tips for the performance. Uh, Make make a sway roll for me. (laughs) (laughs) You get a couple of, you get a couple of pieces into your, into your hat. (laughs) Goes to support an old lady. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, as that happens, we land on the exterior of your chapter house in Hallow Harbor. Um, what do we think? Uh, what do we think this looks like? What is the what is the chapter house? What's the exterior of the chapter house here look like? Uh, Hallow Harbor is, is is a beautiful area just off the water. Um, it's fairly nondescript, but after having been in there, we've we've done our best to spruce it up a little bit. Wood, a little bit of uh, of stone working goes a long way. Um, and uh, at Marion's uh, insistence, we actually had a, a, a little half window, a little half dome of stained glass put in above the of the doorway of of his favorite flower. I love 
is. Uh, uh, it is a uh, um, uh, a midnight. Uh, no, a, a starry night petunia. Actually, starry night petunia. So good. A burgundy starry night petunia. So it's actually got red and, and these like kind of white spots that look like stars. So we sit on that stained glass window for a moment and we see a figure pass by. As we do, uh, we cut into uh, the inside of the chapter house here. Uh, all of you are collected in various seating arrangements. Um, and in front of you stands a uh, man that you all know. Uh, his name is Draven Kingsley. He's your light keeper. Um, your light keeper is the person who assigns you to the different missions that you're supposed to go on. He eyes you with the device in your hand. Interesting, he says. Yeah, I'll say. Do we know what it is? No, I don't know what it is, but I named the little guy Johnny. John. Is it, uh, is it, is it moving in there? Yeah. What is it? Uh-huh. All right. It's, uh, it's like a purple little, like, worm thing. If I may, Johnny looks like something I may have seen before. Oh. It's a creature known as an androphage. used possibly in um, an individual to induce a state of euphoria. Euphoria? Temporary <laughs> euphoria. Yeah. Before, before, of course, the creature takes over their entire body and bloats them to death. So it's like a parasite? In a sense. Like it gives you euphoria before it kills you. Exactly. Eons would often use it uh, as an anesthesia of source, of sorts. They've heard of bourbon, right? We've got bourbon. Right, that's a little Why less deadly. Why do you need dead. that? What's that? It's less deadly. I'm sorry, dead. I'm a little... A little less little, deadly little, than the thing that kills you. It's loud on the train. Oh, it's less deadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I don't think I've seen a purple one before. How many people know about a thing like this? I mean, how common are these things? It's not in common practice to use on patients, certainly not in the medical field. I'd say it's for those seeking more of an experience. I feel like, you know, the least a guy could do is buy a dinner first, right? Recreational androphage. Draven mm. mm. reaches out his hand. There you go. Pass it. So the device, that's like a little cage or a prison or something like that? Yes, uh, you, uh, it, it, he shows the, uh, the device and he like clicks it and the thing pops down. It's to contain it. Correct. I've seen a container like this before. It keeps bleed from getting out. But, um, seems dangerous. Thank you. What do you think they were going to use with that? I mean, it seems... Well, we're not sure, but this is all part of an investigation. Eons has been after strange creatures like this to harvest for use in things like um, 
uh, uh, drug dens before. Um, uh, I've heard of phage dens. Um, I'd never seen one, but... Uh, if I may, that is a small one. It is not yet fed. They tend to grow in size inside the human host once they begin eating. Understood. Thank you, Doctor. How, how big? How tall are you, Mr. Trapp? It's a tall androphage. <laughs> uh, he takes the, uh, the device and moves over to an armoire, opens it up, um, and then uh, touches the, like, um, one of the uh, shelving units on the inside, pulls it out, and as that happens, you see the back sort of slides down and reveals a hidden compartment. Um, he slides the device back into that hidden compartment, pushes the shelving back, and then closes the door. This is uh, where you know they often keep, like, items like this for safekeeping until they're transported back. Uh, while he's turned his back towards us, yeah. I lean into Sean. Are we gonna tell him about the chickens? Wait, chickens. Oh, the chickens, the chickens, the chickens. I missed the whole chickens conversation. The chickens that happened. Oh, chicken. yeah, yeah, the chickens. I, I go over and grab a, a chair and just uh -huh. sit back, cross my legs. We're gonna patch you up. Oh, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Are we gonna tell him about you up? Tell him about Avery. Uh, it's like we should, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. There was one noted casualty in the mission? We don't know that. We don't know that she's dead. There should be a search and no rescue. No one could have survived. Not even Sean. Sorry, but you couldn't have. It, 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 it might be uh, worth confirming the fatality. Or at least a recovery. It was Avery. Avery Troy. Dr. Avery Choi. Um, I'm sorry for your loss. I know you two were close. Jean says nothing. Well, sacrifices are made. Uh, and um, you see the man, Draven Kingsley. He um, he turns. Uh, he's sort of a taller man with a um, with like a with the sides of his hair buzzed and tops a little bit longer, um, swooped over to the right. Uh, and as he turns, you see a scar that goes from like the corner of his head all the way down around his ear, down to his neck. Um, and then you see it reemerge on his shoulder, down to his hand, and then to his fingertip. Um, he like puts his hand up on his neck and uh, readjusts. I'm sorry we have to um, ask you to go back out in the field so quickly. I know that this was a, an assignment that was not as easily accomplished as it could have been, but we have a situation that I think requires you as part of it. Draven, with all due respect, you know we're always happy to volunteer our services. Thank you. Candela, but uh, as you can see here, Nathaniel is quite injured. The doctor's been shot. We're pretty banged up. I understand. We've... turns to you. We've had a death close to home. 
and I don't foresee you wanting to let somebody else handle this. It was a gruesome scene. We only have reports from interns. You hear a pitter-patter of feet as a child runs out from around the corner. Sort of peeks through the door and then comes running towards Draven's side. From this one, a caretaker for the child also uh, makes their way through the door. Um, the child runs over and grabs Draven's leg, holds on. Um, he's about five years old, dark black hair, big brown eyes. Uh, Antonio Suarez was taken from us. Antonio was somebody we were hoping we could take care of in the aftermath of his wife's incident. Looks to you again. But it seems something decided to take revenge. It's interesting, he says. Uh, these creatures from beyond the flare, we're not quite sure what their motives are. It still seems enigmatic to us, the way in which they operate, but we've seen them express vengeance in a way that tells us there's an intelligence we don't quite understand. <clears throat> I've put in your end motions to the folders that you uh, see sort of sitting scattered around the space here. In your dossier, the information for this assignment. Uh, whatever it is that killed him, we need it stopped before it continues to hunt down the others that were involved in that incident. Uh, he looks somber. I, in the meantime, ruffles the head, the hair of the child. We'll continue to take care of this one, but um, I don't want more to end up like him. Mr. Kingsley. Yes, sir. You can count on me to answer this call. I look to the boy. Mm -hmm. uh, he averts his eyes and then slowly looks back up at you. What's your name? He looks scared. Uh, Draven, like, pushes him. He says, uh, Lucas. Lucas. That's a strong name. 
He sort of stiffens up, straightens his shoulders back. I can see a lot of bravery in you. I, um... I knew your mother very, very briefly. His eyes go wide. And if your father was as fierce an individual as she was, you come from very, very strong stock. I promise you will be looked out for. I miss her. I imagine. You know, the thing about people that leave us, they can always see what we do. Remember that. He smiles, then hides himself a little bit behind Draven. Thank you, Nathaniel. Again, apologies for the quick turn. But I have some people to alert and some uh, security to put in place for the rest of the team that was there that night. Would we stop? Sorry, will you say that again? Uh, Johnny, little guy, Androphage? Yeah. Uh, would we stop? It's a great question. Could be for one of the dens. Could be for some sort of attack. Unclear. But I will say that the people of New Fair and the Fairlands are safer because you brought that to us. Sure. Mine is Dr. Choi. Minus Dr. Joy. Any questions, he says, and he starts to shuffle some papers and look as though he's about to return. Honestly, I have a great deal many, but I have a feeling that uh, by the look in these boys' eyes that they can answer them for me. <laughs> Everything we need to know is in these folders, right? Sure is. You sure about this? You're not looking so good. No, I am. Would need some care from the doctor if you. Yes, may we have a moment? Sure. Mind. Take care. We of need Mr. a trap. Ah, uh, Draven. You mentioned you've seen more devices, like uh, the one that that little yeah. little bugger is in. You happen to have access to any more of those? Because that could be good if we contain a bunch of bleed. Hmm. He says. Um. Yes, if uh, if you'd like, uh, shuffles through. Um, he actually opens up the armoire again, pulls the pulls out the cabinet and or pulls out the shelving unit and looks back, uh, moves some things out of the way and grabs uh, an additional uh, bleed containment file. You can go and put it on your circle gear. Um, uh, that would be on your circle uh, sheet here. Um, so it'd be it'd be on that one. Yeah, yeah. So that's a thing that all of you can use. If there's more things you need to contain, you can place them inside of there. Bleed containment file. Bleed containment file. You all have one available to you during the mission, but if you need an additional one, you have that. Um, he says, I'll give you all a minute to recoup. But then, and then slides uh, a little note card forward. Uh, the address for the Suarez family. I think that's the best place to start. Did we 
friend, like, what, what would we normally do with a captured Eon scientist, like the one we had in the engine of the train? Would we have, like, dropped him off somewhere? So generally, the, uh, Kendall Obscure will come in to, like, clean up messes like that, so they probably took, took them. Um, uh, so yeah, that's not something that you would have to worry about. I'm gonna look at, mm-hmm. just before, um, as he slides the address over, yeah. I'm gonna say, these, whatever, these worm dens, would people do these worms recreationally? Do they have them in Nufe? Or is this something that's only going on in uh, I've heard rumor of, of these kinds of dens around here, yes. Usually for those who are wishing to get some sort of high out of it. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, fiends running around looking to get this worm inside their body. All right, I understand. Thank you. Mr. Kingsley, oh, sure. one more thing. Um, I know it's not my place to ask. Has Allison been made aware? He looks down at the child, looks over at the caretaker, and says, go. Uh, the caretaker, um, shaved head, uh, sort of like thin, um, Lithe body uh, grabs, reaches out their hand and, and takes the child, and they disappear. M- Mr. Trapp, as far as the child knows, Allison is no longer with us. You've. <laughs> you've told the child that her mother is. And Nathaniel. I'm sorry. And. Uh. Uh, Antonio? Antonio. Thank you. Allison is not in a place to return home. I'm sorry. We're doing all we can, but she's not going home. And that's a decision you've made, that Candela Obscura has made. We're collecting these creatures, we don't even fully understand them. There could be things that we discover a day, a week, or a month from now, and you've, you've told this boy that his mother is unsavable? It is a decision made above my head. Above your head? Shit always rolls down, doesn't it? straightens his back up. Understood. Uh, if you'll give us a bit with these documents, I'm sure we'll have more questions. As that happens, are you going to patch up? Mr. Trapp, I'm ready for you now. Thank you. We see you cross the room. As that happens, we sit on the stained glass window from inside, we cut to outside the chapter house and pull away from the stained glass window. And that's where we're gonna take our break. Jeez! So many questions. (laughs) Me too. What the fuck? What the fuck? Just a nice little gentle entry. Spencer, Train are we good? Hell, okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Hello again, dear investigators. 
We hope you are enjoying this supernatural mystery as our circle uncovers the magical foes plaguing the Fairlands. I must briefly interrupt this investigation to enlighten you of a few key details that may shape your future endeavors with Candela Obscura. If you choose to join our secret society, we have a free quick start guide that may serve you well on your own investigations. This resource includes a summary of the illuminated world system being used by our members, a primer to the Fairlands, and an example assignment for your circle. Find everything you may need at DarringtonPress.com slash Candela. And for our members that wish to showcase their commitment to our esoteric order, Candela Obscura merchandise such as fine wares and fateful dice may be purchased through the shop tab on CritRoll.com. Every purchase helps support Candela Obscura and our never-ending cause to protect this realm from what lies beyond the flare. Speaking of which, the Fairlands await. And welcome back. We find ourselves in a carriage on its way to the Suarez home. We have a little bit of time here. So now that we're not in like the heat of the moment, uh, we're gonna go around and do character descriptions for everybody. Uh, what we see here as you're sitting in the carriage on your way to your next assignment. Um, so we'll move around the table, but before we do that, because we're on a new assignment, uh, I'm gonna refresh your stamina. Yes. Uh, stamina training. Stamina training ability. Great, that's refreshed. And then anybody that has an assignment thing can also refresh that. So I know you have three times per assignment, you can do a thing, saw this coming. Um, anybody who has gear marked, you can unmark that gear because the next assignment you will have three pieces of gear that you can take. Um, I know you were talking about you had a gun. Uh, you have the option of having a hand weapon there. So if you ever want to just mark that you have a hand weapon during play, okay. you can declare that you have that gun that was given to you. Great. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, so I think we start outside the carriage. We see it um, being pulled uh, by horse out of Hallow Harbor um, and into the home. Uh, into the roads that are uh, towards the, the Suarez home, which is in Groundswell, uh, not that far away. Um, as we jump inside, let's just start left and go right here. So you want to give us a little more in this moment of quiet, what you look like, what you're doing here. Sure. Um, you see uh, Nathaniel Trapp um, being tended to. Thank you by the doctor. Uh, a jacket off to the side. He um, has... Uh, very well-made clothes that look like uh, they come from uh, money as much as he tries to hide it. A uh, pocket watch in his breast pocket and um, strangely enough now he's brought with him um, holsters. They have wear on them. They, they seem like they've seen years of, of some sort of action but they're strangely um, unoccupied. Uh, he holds his brass knuckles and puts it back into his pocket and tries to smooth down his Maxi facial hair, um, <clears throat> and gather himself, knowing that uh, he watched the men that he served with for so many years save his ass once again. I love that. As we pan across you and over to our uh, wonderful uh, Auntie B here, will you describe yourself for us? Yes, you're now looking at Beatrix, aka Auntie B Monroe. Uh, she's kind of currently helping the doctor holding some bandages and handkerchiefs, mm. just trying to be a second hand. And uh, as we go over a bump, she kind of, ah, geez, my 
fucking back. <laughs> Lower back, and then uh, uh, you see she's got um, her clothing is threadbare and worn, not necessarily dirty, but clear that um, she has to wash it a lot. Indication that she probably doesn't own many garments. Stains on a kind of a lavender button-down shirt with an overcoat made out of patchwork quilt that is clear that she probably repurposed it from a blanket that she once had mm. for many, many years. Um, a, under a little kind of almost pillbox, oversized pillbox hat with just ratty, sun-faded silk flowers that she for sure decorated herself. <laughs> you see very frizzy salt and pepper hair that uh, she has made some sort of half-hearted attempt to pin, but also cares little about the physical appearance. Um, similarly, her her face, you see she's trying to hide like windburn and sunspots with way too much blush and probably <laughs> a blush palette that she has owned for a decade now. Um, maybe taken a little bit of that same blush palette and patted it on her lips to try and still hold on to some sort of shard of femininity and youth, um, even though she knows that it is fleeting. Uh, and on top of her, like, kind of ratty clothes that are that are falling apart, you see standing out against that backdrop a few select pieces of nice jewelry that stands out and, and has an, an appearance that um, probably has some sort of nostalgic sentimental value in order for her to have held on to it and not pawned it after all of these years. Yeah, the juxtaposition between the between like very nice jewelry and the... And then just completely yeah. torn up uh, mm. coat and clothing underneath. So interesting. And forgive me, I should have said uh, Nathaniel Trapp, he, him. He, him pronouns. And uh, Amy B, she, her. She, her, great, thank you so much. So for you. Sean uh, Infinity, uh, he, him. Uh, Sean is, uh, uh, well, he's a younger soldier. He enlisted in the war previously, when, like illegally, when he was like 16 or 17. So even though it's been many years since the end of the war, he's still only in like mid-20s. Mm. Um, he's got uh, any article of clothing that is hard to replace is filthy. And anything that's easy to replace is clean. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so the suspenders and the shoes, ooh, brother, I've seen better days. <laughs> uh, shirt and the pants are fine, uh, minus you know a hole or two. But um, uh, I think Sean looks about as uh, um. To the, to the, I think, average observer, Sean looks like a healthy, fit, hale and hearty guy. Uh, but all the telltale signs of like grooming and clothing around that are of someone who doesn't go home to anybody. Mm. We pan over from Sean. Yeah. To Dr. Jean Bassar, she, her, a young woman focused intently on healing the wounds in front of her, of Nathan, Nathaniel. Um, there's a focus 
behind her eyes that never leaves her face despite how she moves through the world. There's a steel focus that is always present in her dark eyes, dark mirroring her dark jet black hair that almost gleams a midnight blue in the sun. Everything about this woman on first glance is cold, cool, steady. But beneath that cold surface, there is an inherent warmth through that focus of care and this very clear, noticeable to only those closest to her, a sense of balance trying to walk a very firm center line. She, her clothes are pristine. She wears a long, pale, green pea coat with pastel pink underneath and pristine white gloves with very skilled fingers that at the moment are ever so unsteady as she reflects on the events that just passed on the train. They do not, however, interfere with the focus and the adeptness with which she renders the human body whole. Very skilled surgeon. Skill that was gained on the fields of war. A single bead of sweat falls from her forehead as she continues to patch up. Mr. Trap. Go ahead and make that roll for me for patch up. All and right. And we'll come over to you. So I'm going to use my ability as a doctor of patch up. When you have a few moments of calm, you can make a focus roll to heal an ally one body mark. Um, Thank you. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take two focus, and I'm going to use one of my, I'm going to use a gilded. Mm. Can I assist? Yeah. Uh, if you would like, certainly, Mr. Finnerty. Seeing as you did not take a single body damage during Oh, the champ, he's undefeated. It's not a competition. So with the assist, I take an additional die. Yeah, and you'll spend a drive to do that. Thank you. Uh, you're spending, you're using focus, so you'd spend an intuition. intuition yeah. Four. Four is the highest. Is the highest. Great, so what's the move say? So the move says on a four to five, spend two intuition to do this. If it were a six, I would have spent one intuition. And if it were a three, a failure, I would have marked a brain mark to take the four or five results instead. Mm -hmm. But this is a four, it is a mixed result. Great, so you'll mark two intuition if you want to do that to be able to heal. Yes, I think Great. Dr. Trapp, uh, Mr. Trapp needs it <laughs> desperately. Uh, as we see you stitching in to the body, uh, we watch as the needle pierces the skin and gets pulled through Oy. as we land on our last member. Uh, uh, Marion Colodi, he, him, uh, uh, once again stands about 5'9", which we all know is the short side of average, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, the tall side of short. Uh, dark hair uh, and a dark beard. Um, he's wearing an olive kind of light brown olive shirt, very much like what I have right now, with uh, these small flower patterns. And he's wearing a vest that uh, looks nice for a working class man. 
a hand-me-down from his father. Uh, trousers are, are typical worn working-class trousers, but he is, uh, unlike his good friend Sean, uh, does take care of his appearance, and he does have his hair well kept, and he does take care of his beard. He's he he has no one to come home to, but he cares to try to make whatever he can look nice. Uh, and right now he's finishing up a ritual. Um, which is an ability that I have. Um, when I have a few minutes to prepare, I can take a bleed mark to perform a ritual on myself or someone else. In this case, I'm performing a ritual on myself to regain the spent uh, resistance that I used earlier to activate my premonition for Sean. What, is it, what does this ritual look like? So I am, whether we are already in the carriage and the, the patching carriage. up is happening in the carriage, initially I started watching Gene at work. I find the artistry of the her finger work, her focus, uh, to be familiar, even though I'm not a surgeon. Um, and it is hypnotic. Uh, and after a few moments of watching her focus, I lean back on the carriage and close my eyes and take a deep breath and start to concentrate on what happens in those premonitions is like a, like a collage of images hitting me and I start to piece them together to have that premonition, the vision of what was to come. And it sort of is that in rewind. It's sort of that unspooling and then kind of settling and grounding. It feels hypnotic in its own way. And uh, I have a scar on my chest and as I'm leaning back, you see like my shirt kind of, it's unbuttoned halfway down and it sort of kind of opens up a little and you see that on Marion's chest is already a scar that looks like a starburst. And as I take the bleed mark by doing this ritual, almost imperceptibly, a tiny pulse moves through it. Kind of bluish, veiny swirl. And then that settles as well. As that happens, we hear the snip of scissors. As the needle and thread are pulled up and removed, and we see them dangling in the air. The circle of needle and thread. And they're put away. You all have a moment here before you arrive. What would you like to do? I think I might take this uh, opportunity to answer the expressions on my my friends' faces. Yeah. Um, obviously, we still have to review the documents, but I, I, I felt it might be wise to read you in a bit on who this Suarez family is to me, at the very least. Um, we all have our introductions to Candela, one way or another, but mine involved investigating my own family's railroad operations and some dark dealings that were happening there. Alison Suarez 
was an investigator that I came across. She saved me in a moment of need, sacrificed herself, putting herself between a very dark entity. And it uh, transformed her horribly. I was led away from the scene before I could extend my thanks or even check up on her, and I've been trying to do that ever since. Mm. Mr. Kingsley has not allowed me to do that. She is not dead. She is poorly. And I admit, I found myself a bit peeved. They would just deem her death something that could be so easily communicated to her own child, and now it seems that the boy's father, Antonio, has been befelled by something, and I I can only hope it was not the same sort of thing that I encountered underneath, so forgive me if I am a bit unsettled by all of this. You, uh, Allison, she was an uh, investigator for Candela? She was. All right. And you were close? No. Uh, afterwards, I was uh, taken out of the metro station underneath of the steam and um, was given a pin, much like we all were, and an address that if I had any questions, I could try and receive some answers. I only had one, how she was doing, what could I do, and I was never allowed to see her. I had hoped that by working with Candela, in addition to making a difference, I might be able to repay that debt in some kind. We know how important that is. And what exactly happened on this mission? What, did, what were the horrors that you saw? It's hard to explain. There was a, almost a, a shadowy creature that moved as if on its front limbs, its appendages, there was a lean to it. And, I came down into a metro station and I saw across the way a young man trying to hide and he was telling me to run, but the sound that he made gave his position away and this creature moved on him and stood up to an incredible height and he picked this fellow up as if he was made of paper. And when he did, his form began to shift and undulate and there was a horrible screeching sound. I, um... I ran. I wasn't armed. I, I wasn't prepared for anything like that. And before I could reach, reach the street level, it, the creature had caught up with me and was about to do the same to me as well. Before Allison showed up, a lantern in one hand and a large mirror in the other. She jumped in front of me and, in holding up the mirror, I saw this creature that had the same experience almost as if it had taken the face of the man down down below, but it, its body contorted in horrible, physically impossible ways. It started trying to mimic Allison's face, but its gaze shifted between her face and the mirror, almost as if it couldn't decide what, hmm. what form to take, locked in some sort of limbo. Anyway, it was just enough time for her fellows to arrive and throw a Molotov cocktail at its, at its feet and set it ablaze, but I think the time, the time close spent to that creature, I saw her hair start to turn white and her face began to age and her shoulder began to swell to disproportionate amounts. And 
I was pulled away before I could see anything else. I just remember those screams. Uh, you think they got her locked up in that fourth ferris over there? I hope. GM, would I have heard any stories of um, an Allison that was sent to the Greys? Uh, not to Grey Slate, no. It, uh, your instincts uh, of them, somebody like that being sent to the Fourth Pharos, which is like uh, an area beyond our world in the Flare where they take these artifacts, creatures, maybe people, um, as sort of a vault. Uh, that's probably the most likely outcome for somebody like Allison. They would be taken somewhere like that. Or not somewhere like that. They would be taken to that place and kept there. They told the kid she was dead? <laughs> yes. How sick do you gotta be where you go, hey, we gotta break it to the kids soft. Just tell them she's dead. Right. I guess there's things worse than worse than dead. I guess. Well, clearly we know there's things that are worse than dying. But and I know, and I know there's a mount of trust we all have with this organization. We we see what we're fighting against. We know what sort of evil there is in the world, not just the kind that we make. But, but they withhold a lot. It feels that way. It is that way. Would you have risked everything we did for what they explained was in that? container? A creature that's used to get people high? That's all there is to that. There, uh, Marion, if I may, there may be... It, it, it's deeply disappointing to understand that money seems to move a lot of these organizations through the world. There may have been monetary gain that Candela was trying to prevent by stopping the androphage transfer. There are certain groups that would pay a great sum for it. All I'm saying is maybe Candela isn't immune to some of these capital gains. Well, look, any institution, even an institution that stands up against institutions, <laughs> I mean, they're not immune from their own organizational flaws. However, I would still like to believe that out of all of the other capitalistic and governmental factions that rule our day-to-day -day lives, that hopefully we're choosing the one lesser evil. Miss Monroe. Beatrix, you've been with the organization longer than any, and I've looped my men into this with a certain amount of trust. Have you ever seen anyone marked by bleed, changed? Have you ever seen them made whole, amended? I tend to find sometimes the best route is to just keep your mouth shut and your eyes open. Oftentimes, you will learn far more than what people can tell you. We've all been touched by bleed, whether we want to accept that or not. 
No. I guess to answer your question. Not to what it sounds, the severity of Allison's level was. Mm. But I would still like to believe that that's why we're fighting. You certainly had no problems standing up and calling out the organization to Mr. Mr. Kingsley. Which is a little bit surprising, I gotta say, Nathaniel, for someone who's quite the institutional man himself. Force of habit, I'm afraid. Well, speaking of Mr. Kingsley, what did he mean when he said it was someone above his head who made the decision to tell Lucas, was it, the boy? Lucas. That his mother was dead. Someone above a lightkeeper's head. Everybody answers to somebody else. I don't know if that's true. I guess there's gotta be a few people don't answer to anybody. Uh, I'm gonna open the folder and look in at the yeah. papers. Yeah. Uh, you see a description of the opening scene that we went through from the child's point of view. Mm -hmm. um, uh, is there anything in there that you'd like to ask a question about? Um, I'm gonna hand it over to Dr. Jean, and uh, I'm gonna look up and say, kid says he saw his ma in a room. Not exactly herself. Seems like Candela Obscura feels like they have her under their protection and yet she's appearing according to Lucas in this room in some kind of spectral form sounds awfully familiar to that smoke monster you were just describing whatever it was smoke it seemed to lift and drip all at the same time it was so dark you've You've lost trust in your own eyes before, yes? <clears throat> yes. Dr. Jean, I can't help but notice. This scar that they drew on here, this... almost looks like an autopsy. Yes. Could I focus on the photo? Sure. Of the body and see if I can learn anything from yeah, it. Yeah, great. Could make a focus roll for me. Four. A four. Uh, what are you trying to learn here? What are you looking for? I'm looking at this photo of the body, the crime scene, so to speak, with the. As B noted, a, a scar, a, a slice, an incision like a slice on the body. Down the center a, of the stomach. A slice yeah. from down. Like the, it's like from the neck, mm -hmm. the bottom of the neck, down to like the navel. The thoracic cavity. Yeah. Yes, I'm trying to see if was this surgical? Was this bleed? Was do I see any evidence mm -hmm. of a surgical touch, or is it more violent? So with a four, mm -hmm. two things happen. Mm -hmm. One, you. Uh, you can tell from the photograph mm -hmm. that the slice was 
by something sharp, mm-hmm. um, but was not like scalpel sharp. It mm-hmm. was it was um, uh, it was serrated in some way, right? Like it's not like a clean cut. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look it on the surface, even though it appears to maybe be surgical in like direction. Mm-hmm. Um, what you can tell is it the intent appeared to be to open up the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, to like get deeper into the body and that was just the like mm-hmm. method of parting the curtain mm-hmm. that is skin. Parting right? the curtain. <laughs> oh, God. But, but the other thing that happens here is you're staring at the picture of a dead man. Mm-hmm. And your eyes for a minute shift. Mm-hmm. And you're staring at a picture of Avery. I slam the folder shut. Uh, take a, a brain mark for me as the trauma starts to set in from what happened. I can see Avery's face mm-hmm. in my head as they tumbled beneath the train. Um, it is clear that a fair amount of violence and force was used to open Mr. Suarez up. It was not done by um, a tool, a knife, as far as I can tell. It looks a bit more organic. It's hard to determine, but it was split his bones all the way through cleanly. Um, singular. As you say that, you feel the carriage lurch to a stop. Uh, Hernia. <laughs> <laughs> Annie B, what happened? What happened to the little pillow? <laughs> you're not, you're not doing your stretches. Pillow. I thought we talked about I, you I doing stretches. Hernia has been real bad. That train ride really messed me up, you guys. Oh, uh, hernia. I'm thinking hemorrhoids. Oh, I was thinking something uh, else. Yeah, I mean, a little lumbar support might not be bad, though. No, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can stretch a hernia. Well, you can, but you don't want to know how. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, listen, yeah. if you got hemorrhoids, you don't want to do stretches. Let me tell you that right now. Um, I, I'm also I'm, I'm looking through the folder as, sure. as this moment lightens us up for, for, for a second. Um, I'll give you a hand out of the carriage. Uh, thank you, sweet yeah. boy. Door opens. Light pours over the folder you're looking at. The uh, uh, first thing I want to know, I'm searching, searching, searching. We, we know that this creature is violent. I don't know if it was feeding, maybe, or, or what, but I want to know if they've documented any kind of weakness mm-hmm. or any kind of weapon that can be used. I have uh, a hunch based on the story you told. Totally. So uh, the account is from a child. Mm. So the amount of information you have based on what's in the folder is just that... Uh, just that, that you've been told. Um, the thing I will say is that they have noted uh, that it is similar to an attack that happened previously. Um, so uh, that the nature of the attack, the gr- brutality of the attack, is not unlike other attacks uh, that happened around a similar time as when Allison was hurt. What I will say is that they note that there was a period, a gap of time, um, where those attacks stopped. Okay. And now suddenly something has happened again here that is similar to the attacks that were occurring before. Does it say how long that break was? Uh, yeah, so after the after the attack on Allison, which I think we talked about was a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, 
the the cases ceased very shortly after that. I think maybe there was one or two other attacks that reported that were similar. Um, and then those stopped, and then uh, this was a similar attack that happened as of last night. And did they assume that they stopped it? Like, did the does the organization think that they stopped it, or did it just like the oh, notes just stopped one day? Fuck it. The notes only say that it was that the attack ceased, and that it seems as though this might be a continuation of that. Possibly. And this is the gap in between those incidents. Exactly. I'm sorry. How long was the gap again? Two couple couple of months. Couple months. Yeah. I mean, this is just the initial report. I'm. <clears throat> Sure, we'll be able to glean something additional inside. Well, we'll be able to know, hopefully, whether the presence of whatever this creature is is still there. If it's not there, then we know it's probably moving on to one of the other members. They've stationed security there. I'm talking about vengeance, right? It's vengeance. Yeah. That's what they said. Well, let's uh, let's stop this creature in seeking vengeance. Outside the house, is anyone positioned outside of the residence, the door, any sort of guard or sentry? As the door opens, you see there's one older gentleman in a suit. Um, he is sort of standing outside on, on the porch. Um, this is somebody uh, that is clearly like standing guard outside the house. Um, they wear a candela pin on their lapel. Um, as you all exit the carriage, they nod at all of you and turn the corner. Well, it's safe to assume that it should be relatively secure, but we know that's worth fuck all in our job. Sean, Marion, shall we? Looks like it, yeah. Great, we cut from there to the front door opening, the light spreading across the hardwood floors here. Um, one thing I'll note is that this is within the district of Groundswell, so this place has been built into the ruins of Old Fair. Um, so the architecture here is very brutalist in its design, um, and uh, the interior of the house appears as though it was slightly renovated, um, not to the point of um, uh, being extravagant, just to the point of infrastructure, right? Like there's beams on the ceiling that are holding uh, uh, old stone um, that form the walls here. Uh, as you move deeper in, uh, you see available to you the house um, uh, and the bedroom on your left-hand side. Uh, you can smell immediately the waft of death. What do you all want to do? Uh... Is the, is the old man in the suit coming in with us or no? no? Oh, when he saw you all arrive, he turned the corner and like disappeared. Oh, great. Left his, left his post. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna look around and say, always nice to get a warm welcome. I'm gonna take a shotgun out of my coat. Hey! Uh, <laughs> uh, I like when there's not a, what do you call them? Bystanders. Uh, and I'm gonna just take lead and uh, yeah. move around the corner with a shotgun. Not shy. Uh, Mr. Finity. I'm gonna I'm gonna take out the uh, weapon that I acquired. Ooh, yeah. So the knife that I had pulled, the knife that was attached with the cord to some sort of a shocking device, uh -huh. I pulled it off of it. But I would have liked to have tried to see if there was any way to uh, 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 repair it, or 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 any way to make it. I mean, I'm gonna have a knife on me at least, sure. but any way to see if there's uh, 
something to make it functional in that regard. Great. Go ahead and write down that you have a phase knife. I, okay. Ooh, phase knife. Hell yeah. <laughs> And uh, go ahead and make a focus <laughs> roll for me, bless you. Uh, go ahead and make a focus roll for me to see if you're able to uh, figure disgusting. out what it needs, how it needs to be hooked up. Okay. Shame. I will use uh, a drive. Great. I can use more than one. You can? Yeah, I'm going to use two. Oh, that's a good thing. Okay, come on. Come on, baby. I want this cool ass weapon. <laughs> Five is my highest. Number. Five is the highest. Great. Uh, yeah. So you have it hooked up. What I will say is that um, it is very experimental. You have like sort of a. Um, uh, it's just uh, hooked up. To, you were able to pull like the device off of the coat of the Eons member uh-huh. um, before you left. Uh, you rewired it back together, but when you turn it on, you notice it sparks at the wire. Um, and so it is not super safe for you to use, but it does exist here for you. Okay, I have that as an option. Mm-hmm. You do have it as an option. Uh, as you, yeah, go ahead. How big is the house, roughly, when we were approaching? Sure, yeah, it's a townhouse. Oh, so it's pretty small. So it's pretty small. Uh, two story, but, um, but like, Probably you would guess it's about a three bedroom. Uh, I'm gonna if we, if it's a small house and the guy leaves and I'm like, the dossier didn't say that there'd be anybody in the house that we're trying to rescue, right? Shouldn't be, but no. we should check. All right, listen up. If there's anybody in here who's human, make a noise saying I'm human right now. And if you don't and you feel confused or conflicted, understand you got a 10 second window before your only greeting is two barrels in a chest. Make a sway roll for me. <laughs> I would assist you, but I, you. I, I don't think you need it. <laughs> what he said. Uh, it's a two. It's a two. Oh, yeah. uh, I roll, I don't have any dots in it, so it's a two. Uh, oh, so when you don't have any dots in it, you roll two and take the lowest. Takes a two. Yeah. It's it's a it's more for the moral uh it's the moral I love it. cause I'm not if I'm trying anyone yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh-huh. it's a this is what's going on uh-huh. you have the information you need I'm not necessarily trying to persuade any of these monsters <laughs> it's more about like <laughs> if Joe you're Slaughter. human due diligence <laughs> uh, due diligence this is a due, due, due diligence, diligence roll so, yeah roll due diligence yeah, uh, exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I have um, the beginning of what is a migraine from. Uh, Mr. Finnerty's quite loud proclamation. (laughs) But the migraine lingers, and I maybe see something cloudy in my periphery. I would like to see if I can sense anything. Ooh, okay, yeah. Uh, So uh, nobody responds to you. But as you uh, as you walk closer to the bedroom, you uh, yeah, you definitely can make a sense roll here. Six. Six is a full success. Um, What is it? What does it feel like for you? Uh, what does bleed feel like for you in specific? It's like the beginning of a headache, pinprick mm. of an intense pain, but the pain doesn't continue. It, it gets my attention. Mm. Sometimes I see something in my periphery and then I look and there's nothing there. Mm. Sometimes when that pinprick happens, it's just... It's not even a visual, it's a sense, and then an, a sensation washes over me and I instinctively know Your Yeah, your eyes fall to the bedroom uh, and you 
feel an emanation of bleed, not so much that it would hurt any of you by walking in, but enough to say there is there are remnants, uh, there is remnant bleed there from the attack that occurred, for sure. Um, as that happens, I think we see a, like, gathering of flies that are starting to swirl around your head. No, nope, nope, mm. hate that. <laughs> Do you do you do you feel like it's a no not no 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 you don't think I can hit him I, you I, can every you don't think I can hit him every you hit everything um <laughs> be careful in the bedroom but uh, what, what 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 is happening <laughs> I doctor. Perhaps you should sit down, dear. Uh, step behind me, actually. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get in front of you. I do so. Uh, as you do, the flies sort of make their way back to the bedroom, and they just, they all fly up, almost like you know, birds fly in patterns mm-hmm. and create like images. Ooh. You see, these are—it's just a collection of flies that are all doing that same sort of uh, patterning work, and then they land on the wall of the bedroom. Is the bedroom on the first floor? Be- the bedroom. This bedroom's on the first floor. And the door is open. We could see. Uh, the door is like cracked open. Uh, is um there? Oh, sorry. Well, I, I, because we did get a lot of information. I think from what you recounted. Are there any mirrors around here? Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Go make a survey roll for me. Can I assist him with that? I would love that. that. Can I roll or is it a single yeah. assist? Uh, that's a group action roll. Yeah, so both of you can assist. You would be making the roll. You would take a number of d6 extra to equal to drive. That, yeah, so if you want to spend drive and you want to spend drive, you can. I want to be clear before you do this. Uh, you can also assist without spending drive by declaring you're assisting. It will change the, uh, potentially change the, um, the like, how effective a roll uh-huh. is, but all you do is spend the drive to mechanically add dice to the roll. So okay. you'll so you have how many dice to start with? I start with one. You start with percent. one. You're gonna take. Uh, you're gonna spend um, a drive. So you'd spend intuition, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then you'd you could spend intuition if you'd like as well. Yeah. Okay, great. So you'll so spend one. And then wasn't so there a total situation where if he succeeds, we get a drive back? Uh, that's only yeah. in that's only when uh, I think that was oh, one of the group of, one of the group abilities, abilities oh. from last chapter. That's right. Okay. That's right. When somebody fails, you you get a drive back. back. That's right. Um, so you'll just roll three dice. Got it. I got two sixes out of Amazing. That. Let's go. Got two sixes <laughs> and a one. So. Fifty mirrors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I found this disco ball. Do we find phase mirrors? <laughs> phase mirrors, no. Uh, no so okay. here's what you find. Um, That's you phase weapons every time. <laughs> um, on the first floor, you find, uh, with with the double six, with the critical success, um, uh, you walk into the bathroom, the first place you go to look for the mirror, um, and you see that the mirror there has been shattered. Okay. Going up to the second floor, you find a mirror on the wall, hung on the wall in the bathroom, uh, the, the like the bathroom there for the two bedrooms. Okay. Um, and that one is still intact. You're able to pull it off. And I'm opening drawers to see if there's any hand mirrors yeah. or anything. Uh, there's one additional hand mirror. So if we want to put that on the circle gear, you can yeah. put mm. mirrors. Hand um, yeah, uh, hand mirror. But every, uh, enough for. Enough for yeah. I'll follow after. Um, yeah. 
after uh, Marion mentions the broken mirror, I'm just gonna peek my head in. Does it look like the mirror is shattered, like from like something shattered out of it, or is there like a an impact? Like yeah, you can see like the source of, you know, Ground Zero, if it were of where it. Go and make a focus roll for me. Just gilded. I will say this house is affected by bleed at this point. Okay. So you okay. would be in danger of taking some bleed by doing this. Three on my gilded deck. Three on the gilded, so you can earn back one of your drive. Uh, it's really hard to tell because the mirror itself is no longer on the wall, the pieces of the mirror are just scattered all over the bedroom. Um, as you walk in to observe this, you look down and see a thousand reflections of yourself. Um, and uh, as you look at yourself uh, in, in a thousand different ways here, um, I want you to tell me what you used to look like. Spencer, what the fuck? Your emotions? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think um, the glittering of the glass reminds <clears throat> reminds Beatrix of the glittering of the glass sea and her life that she had very happily with her husband living in a little cottage in the Seasway. And as she starts to kind of lose focus and it all starts to blur, and at first it seems like the ocean, and then she can see elements of her happy in her youth with bright kind of uh, strawberry blonde hair and just happy and, you know, simple clothing, but still nice and still presentable. Uh, and ever so slightly in the corner. It's almost like she can see images of her husband again as well. Almost as if they're arm in arm again. Yeah. Each piece of glass reflecting a different memory from the life you had before this. Then, suddenly with a start, it's back to reflecting you as you are now. I'm gonna have you take a brain and a bleed for that failure. Uh -huh. <sighs> Are you in the room with me? No. You went upstairs and I followed in after you. My premonitions? Mm -hmm. How far or how near do they need to be? Uh, you can try and pull her out of this reverie um, before it does that. Yes. While okay. you're there, all everything that you just described starts to flash inside of my mind as I have a vision. Mm -hmm. uh, and as tempting as it is to get sucked into it myself, a brief window into who you once were, something I don't know very much about so far long ago. My memories of that were that of a child. You just hear, hopefully loud enough, me shout down to you. Come back! Hearing, I, I feel like it almost, um. Hearing Marion's voice, at first it sounds like the Marion I knew when he was a young adolescent man, as it starts to morph into Marion's voice today of a grown man, of a soldier, as, uh, yeah, Andy B is shaking out of it. And she puts on a good face and uh, pinches her cheeks, get a little bit of that rouge, and 
steals herself as she walks back out. Do we all hear that shout? Yeah. 100% <clears throat> hear that shout. Uh, go ahead and uh, erase the brain mark that you took. But the other one stays. The other one stays. Oh. It's only one mark. It's only one mark, correct. Uh, you all hear this shout. Door. The others, and I say, don't go in there. Are we okay? We're all right. Is she okay? Are you okay? I'm all right. You sweet boy. <laughs> um, what time of day is it, by the way? It's uh, getting to sunset. Mm. Okay. The lights in the house. <laughs> Are there lights in the house? Candles. Okay. Mm. Uh, one thing to note. It messes with light, or it doesn't like it, or it does. I, I couldn't tell. It caused it to flare and then retract. So keep an eye on the lights. Do you think we should go around and try to light them before the sun gets too low in the sky? I'm generally a fan of more light and darkness, so yeah, that's can't a great idea. Yeah. Let's light them up. Great. Uh, we get... <laughs> as the candles on the wall take light. Uh, there's a couple of oil lamps as well throughout the house. You said Allison, the first time you saw her, before she actually got taken by the monster, right. she ran in and she had a mirror, like a larger than average mirror in her hand that she was using a fight with. That room's got broken mirrors in it. Is this monster that, you know, I said talking about light, mirrors reflect light. I'm putting pieces together, and my conclusion's always gonna be, you figured it out, smash every mirror. I don't know if that's helpful, though. Right. It seemed like the mirror impeded this creature's ability to do what it does, to adapt or absorb the person that they were focused on. The light, I, I, I'm... When you were looking at the, at the broken mirror in that room, did it look, and I know it's not, easy to tell, but did it look like it happened recently or a long time ago? I, I didn't get a sense of when. Was there blood on the ground? Any sort of markings? No. Clean. I will say, though, it seemed far more scattered than any type of other localized mirror glass shatter than you would expect. There were pieces all over in every corner of that damn room. I think the mirrors are gonna be something that we'll need to use on it. I think. And the Can lanterns. I just, yeah, I was gonna say, can I actually dislodge uh, maybe a couple of the lanterns, of the gas lanterns, so we have them as sure. mobile light? Yep. Okay. You said Allison had a lantern with her. She did. Uh, well, maybe we want uh, maybe we want a mirror of our own. Yep. We got the hand mirror that we found earlier. We have the other two mirrors. Is yeah, that two mirrors. Those, two those come mirrors. off. You got a big mirror. You got a hand mirror. Those are the two mirrors that we have. Mm -hmm. Well, we got. We these. have a second mirror. Who who would like to? I'll ladies. What's he be? I've got my tiny blush compact. <laughs> Look. I, you know, between that and the shotgun, I just gotta... <laughs> you know, we got so many mirrors, it feels like this is hedging our bets, because it's like this thing might have a specific vulnerability to mirrors, but I think most things have a kind of broad vulnerability to shotguns, so 
If there right. is a corporeal body, your shotgun Look, will come in handy. You will be able to shoot that. Great. At uh, this thing. Let's go. If I may, the flies that mm -hmm. manifested around my head and are now parked on the wall in that room. Yes. That is a sentence you just said. <laughs> I feel like that warrants further investigation now that we are armed with some tools. Yeah, pushing into the room, the door creaks open, uh, and you see the body of Antonio Suarez still there, filleted open on the bed, blood uh, just caked along the sheets and having poured out onto the ground below. Uh, the closet door still sits open, as described. Um, the candle on the uh, on the nightstand has melted entirely down, just leaving wax residue. Uh, that wax residue has poured off of the like candelabra, or what's the candle holder, I guess, um, and uh, has actually covered up the face of Antonio oh. Suarez on the photograph, leaving oh. just Allison showing. Hmm. Where are the flies? Still on the wall. Are they in a certain formation of any kind? They're all just parked on either side of the of the threshold. There's a, a dead body in the room, and the flies are all parked on the wall. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm gonna look down and be like, no, customers don't like the sirloin, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, I would like to um, pull out a bleed detector. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that bleed is going to be everywhere, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see specifically if those flies ping. Mm, okay. Yeah, the chickens. Uh, yeah, go ahead and mark that. Um, as you as you start to wave it over them, uh, uh, you notice um, as as the well. First of all, what's the bleed detector look like? What does it look like? Mine looks like uh, uh, it. It almost looks like a, a, a light. You know, mm. it just got a handle to it, and mm -hmm. then it's like a like a fluorescent tube. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, emanating a really soft kind of almost no light. It's like, uh, uh, but, but what you know is as you scan with it, anything with bleed is gonna uh, uh, ping. Yeah, yeah, so as you, as you uh, take it over the top of the flies, they sort of scatter, as you do. Um, and uh, it goes absolutely crazy. Uh, uh, the flies uh, then start to resettle, um, and uh, like along the wall, um, and as you turn the bleed detector into the room itself, it obviously pings on where the body is, too. Mm. So the flies are glowing? The flies are reacting to your bleed detector. To the bleed detector. Totally. Okay. Wow. Can I move into the bedroom a sure. little bit? And I'll um, pull out from behind me a very small uh, camera mm -hmm. with replaceable uh, flash bulbs on yeah. it. And I'll move ever so carefully towards the closet. Mm -hmm. um, is the door open? The ajar? door is still ajar, as, the, as it was described. One of the door, it's a double door closet, so one of them is ajar and the other one's still closed. Can I move to open the doors fully? Yeah. And I'd like to take back and uh, step back and take a picture with a flash. Uh, yeah, uh, mm. both the doors wide open, we see the flash of light in uh, uh, inside of the closet. Um, this is not an immediate development. 
um, but we can track from that. As the light flashes on the closet, uh, you see clothes that um, appear as though they've been melted and fallen off of their hangers. Just a thought as I step back from taking the picture. In the photographs in the file, were there any mirrors visible in the pictures? In the photographs from the from Candela, yes, yeah. No, no photos of mirrors. Hmm. Wait a minute. You mean the photos Candela took of the crime scene mm-hmm. didn't have any mirrors in them? The photographs Candela Obscura took of the crime scene didn't have any mirrors in them. Doesn't look like it. We still have Not a file on us, right? So what? Hmm? Antonio Suarez gets murdered the day before the interior decorator gets here. Oh, uh, there aren't photos of the bathroom. It's just photos of the bedroom. Right, and there are no, no mirrors in, in this room. There's no mirrors oh, okay. in the bedroom. So the mirrors we got from other rooms in the house. Yes, okay, correct. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to... Um... That was upstairs that you got those from. Yeah. yeah. Downstairs, because downstairs. their main bedroom is downstairs. Their main bedroom's downstairs. I'm going to yeah. uh, shuffle over to Lucas's room. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Since the, the boy I'm said right he... Uh, the clothes Great. Yeah, he said he saw, saw it first. Mentioned, I imagine it have been in the file that we mentioned monsters in the be- in the closet yeah. type of thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, we see we see you go up yeah. the ramp to the second floor, uh, and and the bedroom is there. Okay, she's gonna hit me. I got her got her skirt all hiked up, and she's just taking it one step at a time. And uh, yeah, any any type of indication of um, also melted clothes in the closet, and were there any mirrors or reflective surfaces in the boys' room? Go and make a survey roll for me here. Street smarts. May spend any drive instead of using my. I'm gonna. Yeah, why not? I'm gonna spend a drive. Hopefully, get it okay. back. Cunning. Ooh, well, it's a six. I don't get the drive back, though. So. That's a six. Um, so, uh, surveying Lucas's room, um, you see that that room in particular. Uh, it does not appear as though it's been disheveled in any way. Um, it was left completely as it was in the photographs and as you would assume it was in the uh, uh, in, in in its state before the attack happened. Um, Are there any seems, mirrors in his room that would dissuade uh, this guy? So there is a dresser with a mirror. A mirror dresser. Okay. Like the, the like the yeah, like the three drawers with like the mirror. The mirror you know what I'm talking about? Hundred percent. I want to shout out to Annie B. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see a, uh, you don't see a teddy bear in there anyway, do you? I saw uh, one in the photo of the, the in the dossier. Any teddy bear? Oh, um, so the teddy bear uh, was there were actually photographs of it in in the um, uh, in the dossier uh, because it was left in the hallway outside of the bedroom. Um, That's where he dropped it. That's where he dropped it, correct. It's no longer there. It's been taken. Okay. Okay. I must have confiscated it. (sighs) Confiscated a poor kid's teddy bear. (sighs) What kind of heroes are we? (sighs) Poor child. Right. Uh, Seeing all of this too, I mean, just imagining. No five-year-old should see anything like this. Yeah. And it seems like he saw the whole thing. So, this thing, right? How many phenomena are we aware of in the house right now? 
These flies on a the wall, they won't touch a dead body. No. Well, maybe they already touched the dead body, which is how they got the and bleed on them, and now they want nothing to do like, with bleh. it. Yeah. And now, we know this thing won't appear in a room with mirrors in it. Doesn't seem like it. I want to know if it's left. I want to start to scan to see if I can follow a trail. Because if it is on the hunt and what's what it's it's trying to satiate its vengeance. What did it take? Does the body look similar to the ones down in the metro station? Is it oh. does the physical appearance remain the same, or, or or has the face gone gaunt and and sallow and? Yeah, uh, it appears as though it has taken uh, its life force. It split it open and sucked it dry. Um, as you are you looking deeper? Are you looking more closely at the body I think here? I'm going to fall back on old habits and start to approach the corpse and actually peer into the chest cavity and Sounds see great. what's in there. Yeah, I make a, would like to that follow behind to assist you because I would like to examine the body myself as well. Great. Okay, so yeah. both Please of you are going to do that. Please don't touch it. <laughs> go ahead Please. and make go ahead and make a focus roll for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's it? Taste I'm going like? to uh, burn a intuition to assist you. Awesome. So both of you are looking. Go ahead and make the roll. Uh, five, two fives. That's a, that's two fives. Great. Um, so here's what you see. Uh, two things. Looking at the body. Um, one is that the uh, area where the body was flayed open. Um, it appears as though the skin was parted. Um, and uh, the insides were exsanguinated. Like the, all liquid was taken out of there. Um, oh, Jesus. But you also, <laughs> you also see where the heart is, something glinting white oh. upon it. Hard to tell with the staining of blood, but something strange on the heart. Uh, and as you see that, you also see the rest of the body. The intestines aren't where they should be. They're shriveled up and more in the upper right side of the body. And it's almost as if the spleen is growing fuzz or fur upon it. <laughs> I... <laughs> Oh, man, this is I, nasty. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, man, it's real nasty. Okay. What thoughts spring to my mind? The first is a memory of um, crouching over a young woman in the Red Lamp District. Um, Ms. Monroe to my side. Both of us are looking into the chest cavity of this young woman who is underneath anesthesia. And there's inside her beautiful, perfectly formed heart is what appears to be a human eyeball. And that's the first thought that comes as I gaze oh, upon yeah, this. The <laughs> second <laughs> that uh, comes upon me, I'm curious if um, the anth anthrophage uh, from earlier, do I see any evidence of anthrophage activity in the way the organs are moved about? No, no, this doesn't appear to be anthrophage. This is very, uh, this is, the anthrophage would chest burst. This uh, appears as though there was an incision made, yeah. cut down, and opened. But the organ movement isn't. The organ movement is strange, but. Remind me of anything. No, uh, uh, the, the closest thing is that heart that you uh -huh. found with a with an eye uh, in it. The other thing that you find 
um, as as you see the the body laying there, uh, is that um, uh, the like the clothing the man still has on like a, a sort of a, a night dress shirt um, or night shirt I should say. Um, and a pair of pants, uh, as if he just laid in bed after, you know, after coming home. Um, and, uh, you see sticking out of the corner of his pocket, like a little tab, a little, like, piece of paper. Um, uh, the shirt obviously has been torn open, but the pants remain intact. You see wow. the corner of something there. Uh, with that five, um, both of you will take bleed marks as well. <clears throat> Doctor, have any forceps in that medical kit of yours? Tweezers, something I would like. Let me check. I open up my medical gear. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful pale green bag. And out from out of it, I pull out a pristine pair of tweezers. Will these suffice? Mind if they get a little gunky? <laughs> Not at all. Great. Right. I will start with the paper uh -huh. before I maybe let the surgeon go for whatever might be in the heart. Great, I love that. Start with the paper. Make a control roll for me. As you're getting this close to the body, what does bleed feel like for you? Been thinking about this a lot. Um, similarly, kind of already foreshadowed this with what Beatrix saw in the bathroom in the oh, broken cool. glass. Oh, she gets a um that taste of salt water mm. in her mouth, like when salt water is in the air starts to feel almost a little bit of that, that uh, rushing water sound in her ears. It's probably just from, from blood and being overwhelmed, but she interprets it as the waves and uh, almost as if a light breeze is hitting her face and it reminds her of the happiest times in her life, which is why it is the most painful. And... Uh, she gets probably a little teary-eyed as she tries to, she probably even says under her breath, it's not real, Beatrix. She pulls out. Great, make that control roll for me. I will warn you that uh, Consequence might be taking bleed here. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. It's a two. Yeah. So, uh, the forceps reach in. They grab a hold of the paper. The difficulty is not getting the paper out. The difficulty is doing it without putting yourself in danger. You feel your hand clasp around the tweezers. And as you start to pull, uh, your the the paper sliding out of the pocket takes on a like uh, takes on a form of like tendons and ligaments as you take it out slowly starting to pull it and you see that it like becomes goes from being a, a like piece of parchment to being like a, uh, a, a flap of skin that's being pulled out. Um, and, uh, and it's slimy and, uh, covered in black ichor, and as you pull that out, you see a hand, 
um, start to reach out and try and grab it back from you and pull it. What? Uh, so it's very hand from the, from the body? What? From in the pocket. None of you yeah, see so this. This is all in her hand. You. Oh. Um, a hand reaches out, tries to grab it back. There's a moment where uh, you think it might pull the the flap of skin with tendons attached to it back into the pocket and take you with it. And then you're clear. And you're holding a piece of paper in your hand in front of you. You're going to take a, a bleed and a brain here for that failure. But you do get this. Oh. They all see Beatrix uh, uh, for sure. The look on her face of... Um, sheer terror as she lets out a yelp um, and I think would actually like almost like drop this towards Sean's direction. Maybe you alright? Did you see that? I take your arm and steady you. Are you alright, Ms. Monroe? It's not. It's not covered in... It's fine, right? It's fine. What's it say? So your family used to work with a railroad company, right? Yes, they were in very early in the railroad business in New Fair. Trap Transit. It's a train ticket. <gasps> Departing Steelworks Station, arriving Groundswell Station. And as you say Groundswell Station, uh, or sorry, uh, uh, Groundswell Station, um, something clicks for you. There's the newest station of your family subway that has just opened here two days ago. Groundswell is the, the newest station in New Fair. And you said you first encountered this beast in this train station. Yes, it was months ago, but... All right, ground swell station. That ticket got punched, right? I mean, we know his ticket did. You know, it seems this, whatever this beast is, it prefers darkness and the shadows and... Subway tunnels are real dark. Summer 12, 1907. How many days ago is that? That was last night. Is that when the murder happened? Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Did something follow him home from the train station? Uh, quite possibly, but I think we owe it to go check out Groundswell. Yeah, that's where we're going to go. I'd like to take a closer look at the heart sure. before we leave. I, I hand over the force. <laughs> Great, you have a bleed containment file if you'd like to right. try and do that. Great, I, I pull it out. It's, um, it's a pale pink in color. Mm. It's quite pretty, it has ornate carvings on the sides. Hate to give this one up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I bedazzled this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one's my favorite. This one's, one's like special. Get those back, right? Yeah. 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 Let's go to the Fourth Pharaoh's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big tank. You just pour it in, and you 
<laughs> you just yeah, it goes in one of those tubes from like the bank Sand that blaster. takes the yeah 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 just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, up and around yeah hundred percent. Um, I would like to, as if playing a skilled game of operation mm-hmm. <laughs> from a distance. Is it what you do, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> reach in and see if I can pluck the glinting object. Yeah. Worst game ever, by the way. Yeah, worst game ever. Uh, bitch. Go ahead, go ahead and make a control roll for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's how I learned surgery. Yeah. <laughs> operation, you can perform once. Oh wow. <gasps> Whoa! Six. Nice. Woo! I so, am an excellent surgeon. <laughs> so, <laughs> you feel the bleed emanating towards you in doing this. What does bleed feel like for you? Bleed, much like the things I sense, starts as a sharp prick the side of my head. And it pulses in images that I can barely make out. It's like a cloudiness in front of my eyes, but I see, I see a man holding a book and rising it to the sky, pulsating images. And I see a girl clutching something in her hand, a bundle of greens, plants. And the image gets paler and paler until it's flashing white and it's a white agony in my head. You're able to stave that off here. The white fading into the reality before you, the white object that you pull from the heart. As you turn it over, you see it's looking at you. Hello there. I place the object, turning the ornate lid of my bleed containment. Drop it in, seal it. It's looking at her like an like an eyeball. Eyeball rolls around in your bleed container. What the fuck? You pulled out of where the heart was. Give it a couple shakes for good measure before putting it back. It rolls around and then goes into your pocket. <clears throat> From there, we cut to the sound of carriage hoofs as uh, the door opens and you all emerge at the station, the newest station, the Groundswell Station. There is a grand opening sign still above the entrance to a station down below. If you imagine like uh, Paris, the like Paris um, Art Nouveau, Art Deco, Metropolitan thing, it's like that with a grand opening sign above it. Um, There are people flooding out of the station. It is right about the time people get off work normally. Um, So there are lots of people exiting here as you uh, observe the the entrance. What would you all like to do? Has night fallen? Night is just about to fall. The the sun has crossed the threshold. Um, It's starting to go dark. Well, we did our best. (laughs) Time to head home. (laughs) Daniel, come on. I have that mirror. Yeah. I brought it with me. Great. Oh, yes. yes. Um, we see and, it underneath your arm, yeah? Yeah, I'm just carrying it. We have the lanterns. And the lanterns. Um, this will be a target-rich environment. I would say we should spread out, but it feels like there might be safety more in numbers. I think we should stay together. Fair. But I have a hunch, I don't know. 
I, I, I just want to run it past you all. It seemed like of all of the targets that I could have had last night, it chose someone that seemed to be familiar. Mm. Maybe there's some sort of something to say about that. But if anything, you're familiar. It already targeted you once. Mm. And if I, it's seeking vengeance, it wants it to finish the job. It already maybe marked you as someone that disturbed wherever its lair, I guess, where, where it wants, where it seems to want to live. Oh, God, I hate even having the thought of... Being bait? Yeah. Me too. Don't worry, LT. We'll get a turkey baster, paste you up, put a little garnish I'm on gonna top, make you real delicious. put some parsley on the edge. <laughs> See, Fantasy, this this is why I keep you around. <laughs> Just know how to brighten everyone's day. Hey, you know, worst the, what's the worst Are that can happen? Are you hungry? Is that what's up? The, the what, from the fellow back at the house? I mean, I could just be. But at least the flies won't eat you. Well, given your current state, I was able to heal you up a little bit, but you still do have significant injuries. I am worried about putting him out as a bait of sorts. Is there another gotta, way? I don't know. I yeah, think I we got to be strategic about it. Bleed, I'm gonna so be right there with you. you know. Try to be as out of sight as possible. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying we should use him as bait. I'm saying if we go in this train station, he's already bait. Right. He is the bait. Yeah, fair. Yes, that's fair, unavoidable. Fair. Yep. Uh, I am not afraid. I have led people into battle before. Yes, you have. Nothing different about this moment right here. Uh, Plus, my family owns this station. We're on like favorite terrain, friends. Right. It's true, home courts. You like know, that. you should explain that to the monster. Yeah. You say, you know, you're trespassing right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't know. Did it pay its fare? I mean, it owes you money. Oh, skip the turnstile. We yeah, gotta get the. Yeah, we yeah. gotta get the police in. We sure do. You saying you think the monster hates nepotism? <sighs> I head down the stairs. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I need a moment before we get too carried away. I uh, and I'll, I'll go up to MTV. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I saw what happened to you. I saw what happened to you earlier, and I saw that it started to happen again, but I can't, I can't, uh, I can't stop it every time, and I'm sorry. You've always been a sweet, kind-hearted boy, you know that. I have a fair warning for you. Groundswell, seen this architecture. It touches the fringes of old fair. It's highly likely the traps dug a little too deep. <laughs> I don't watch yourself with whatever you've got going on. Okay. Mm, I'm gonna take a couple more moments um, and I quiet down my breath, slows. My eyes close, and again, I start getting flashes of some premonitions that I've had, and they start to go in reverse. Mm -hmm. Slowly, I'm taking another bleed. I'm gonna get back my, I'm using, again, my ritual. Great. Um, I need to have enough resistance to try to keep you alive if you're the bait. So, I'm getting my resistance back. Would we know if the Metro closes at a certain time? Or if it runs. Yeah, so the Metro will run until about midnight. Mm. Uh, hours before that, though. It's still early night. Still active, right. yeah. It's probably about 7 to 8 p.m. right now, so you have some time. Plenty of time. 
Set our trap. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh, you know. All right, someone's having fun. We're having fun again. Best circle ever. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we cut into <laughs> the subway station below. Uh, the last passengers are are um, are sort of uh, getting onto a train or getting onto a subway across the way, um, and that subway takes off into. Uh, into the, the darkness of the tunnel. Um, you hear the sound of another approaching car as you all enter. You feel the rush of wind across your face as, uh, as the impending uh, train pushes the air into the station, as it does. Um, what would you all like to do? Uh, I'm gonna be slow going down the steps and hang back to walk with Marion mm. as he finishes his ritual. Hey, pal, we're gonna draw this last couple assignments, huh? Good looking out. Thank you, Sean. Because I had a little breakfast. Got a question for you. Okay. We never really... We never really talk about what you can do. Have you ever seen anything that you didn't want to stop? Hmm. I think I can kind of get a sense of something is starting. And then I think it's a bit of a... Sometimes I feel like I can choose. Sometimes I, I don't. Sometimes it just happens. I just, you know, I remember that. I remember that time back in Echo Company when we had to fall back. Point of egress was compromised. Making our way through all those trenches and you were just calling out to me. Left, right, stop. You know, you just knew. And then mortar would go off. I didn't know that I could do that until then, Sean. I didn't know what was going on. That was my first time. But I just, I just felt like I needed to, I don't know, I just saw stuff happening in my head to you and I saw like a bullet and go clean right through you. And I had like a millisecond to, to, to recognize that it wasn't real, that it was happening, but it was about to happen. And I don't know, I mean, it freaked me out. Now I know a little bit more about it, and I, I, I hope that my, our time together in Candela, I hope that it helps me understand that a little more. I just think you should always be really careful about who you tell that you can do that. I just think only the people here know, no one outside of Candela. That's how it should stay. Are you okay? If I wasn't, you'd be able to tell, right? Sometimes. If you weren't, would you tell me? Fuck out of here, come on. Let's go. <laughs> I let him walk ahead and I watch him. It's a moment. We sit on you, alone, 
you walk by us. You find yourselves in a fairly empty subway station. A couple people sit around the fringes, waiting for the next train to come through. And you hear it approach. As it pulls into the station, you see something flip up along the windows. Something that wasn't on the trains before. Passengers load in. And as you're standing there looking at the subway, as you hear the last call and the doors close, the windows shudder with mirrored panes and the subway disappears into the tunnels beyond. You're left with the remnants of that look at yourselves all standing together in the station. What? That's not... That's not an addition standard for, for the Metro cars. It's, it's new. That, that means that someone working on these tunnels has outfitted the trains to provide a defensive mechanism against whatever is in there. That Your means they... family knew? No. You're the screeching of subway trains. In that moment, can I look along the the track, the deck, mm -hmm. and just take a deep breath and scan faces. Is anyone watching us? I'm looking for eyes. Make a roll. Can I use, can I use lie detector to roll? to attempt to figure out a person telling oh, the truth. sure. Yeah, if anybody's guy, trying to keep themselves from... Hide their... Yeah, yeah. I love oh. that. It's a great use of that. Okay. Uh, what am I rolling? Uh, uh, survey, survey or read? Read actually would probably be more apt because you're looking to see if people are staring at you. Great. Right. Burn. Try. Uh, oh, a six, but it's not a guilty but we'll take the six. Yeah, we'll take the six. You look around. Those who are left here in the station appear to be minding their own business. You are alone. When is the last train running? Midnight. Do we know how much time we have? It's about four hours. You mean but in between trains. how how long you have in between tra trains? Is yeah. that what you're asking? Yeah, it's about uh, five minutes in between um, uh, the trains that the train that run the train that came before and the train that came now. Um, I would say you would estimate it's anywhere between five to twenty-five minutes, depending on where the train is coming from. The reason I had been going down into the stations for the Civil Tribune was because we had heard that the tunnels were interfering with the remnants of Old Fair underneath the city, disturbing things, and people were being 
affected are going missing or are taking off of work and not reporting back in. The tunnels are where we should go. But we can't do it out here with anybody watching because we know what other organizations will do to those that witnessed. If you're saying it's the tunnels, LT, let's go to the tunnels. We certainly have enough light. Does there appear to be any type of, um, a lot of times these subway tunnels are equipped with fire escapes or, or like um, or other, other type of mining tunnels that we can maybe quickly run and tuck into, like a side, mm. a side tunnel. Go and make a survey roll like for me. Like repair tunnels or something? Yeah, maybe it's yeah. I'll assist you by burning a drive. Okay. Can I make a bid for a roll, a different type of roll? Sure. I wanna, I'll turn to you while they're surveying, because mm -hmm. I know you sense things too. If you could call it that, yes. Three. Three. Okay. Two ones and a three on oh. the gilded sword. So I take the drive. <laughs> uh, I wanna. I wanna see if I can sense the creature. Yeah. I want. If there, if there is a, a tunnel that we found, a maintenance tunnel or something, did we, did we find? So one? there's no maintenance tunnel. You look around, you don't find any maintenance tunnel, but um. you do know within, you know within, there's probably like areas for workers to be oh, in case things break seven. down. Yeah. It's not immediately apparent. It's not like there's a clean tunnel to go down where no subways will be there, mm. but you know that there are like outlets for you to be able to move through, um, but nothing safe because of that three. What I will say is that with that sense roll, if you're gonna sense yeah, to do that um the two of you uh that you would be able to tell which direction from the station you should head here and maybe how close it is depending on how well the the roll goes so would we both roll so uh if you want to help uh one of you will roll one of you can spend intuition um to do that i want to see what happens if we both you i'm gonna take that way i imagine us kind of going back to back and mm -hmm. i'll take the other way yeah great you guys are on uh, the train so, tracks? So only or? one person would roll, the other person could spend intuition to help to them? Assist. Oh, copy that. Okay. I'll assist. Okay. So you'll take another die. Got it. I mean, do I need to go onto the train tracks to do it? No. Go on the you edge do it from here. The idea of stepping onto train tracks just is like. Terrifying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so for right now, you're okay from here. What? Here's what I will say. Yeah. If you want to step out on the train tracks, it will be more effective of a role. I will give you better information if Five you decide minutes. to do that. You have time. Five minutes. Are they electrified? The rails? I'm gonna jump into the train tracks. Great. Uh, Come on. Uh, you think me and Tony and Jimmy weren't down here all the time? <laughs> yeah, well, it always takes one of you to do it first for me to do it, okay? So, I know, okay. you're still playing tag along all these years later. Come on. Mm, I jump in and I start to turn red. Great, I love that, make that roll. Uh, a two, a three, a four, and a four. I'll take great. the gilded four. Four, gilded four is great. Did you give me, actually give me I that? I did. So. Oh, did I? Oh. I You're trying to sense where this is from. Describe for me what it's like as you reach out, um, as you both reach out to forces beyond yourself. Oh my gosh. I'm still kind of newish at this, but. I've placed my hand gently on Marion's forearm. And the way I am assisting this is 
Through that act of touch, I feel a pulsating in my temple that's a star shaped. It's like the star on his chest almost. And that's the image of white that pulses. And then I see what it is I see. I close my eyes and I start to reach out into what I describe as seeing past the things that are for your eyes, I guess, and sort of feel with a different set of eyes. Uh, as soon as I feel her hand on my forearm, I immediately grab it and hold it as tight as I can and sort of lean forward. What you see is a dark trail. Black ichor almost as though it's snaking its way through the tunnels. It passes by you and out up the stairs, but you see where its trail came from. To the left, down the far tunnel, the one where the train is coming towards you, not away. And this feels like a trail that it's just left. This feels as though it's a trail of where it came from. Got it. Where it's come from before. You're seeing the tracks of where, the tracks that it left behind. Um, you can also feel an undulating in your sternum, right where your scar is, you feel an undulating. And as you turn towards that entrance, you feel it get stronger. You can tell that this, whatever this is, it, it's not far. From and I know the way that, at least I feel like I you know feel the like way you that know it the is. Way I turn to face that direction and I Great. open my eyes and I drop your hand. It's that way. I remove my hand, blushing ever so slightly. Yes, that way. I hop down into the tracks as well. Oh, and... Before you go, oh. I grab, grab Nathaniel real quick. There's still people in this train station, right? Just a few. All right, you got some identification on you. I do, I... Says your last damn name. Uh, yes, my oh, press buddy. credentials and... Oh. oh, come here. We go to the handful of people that are still there. Sorry, gentlemen, ma'am, everybody here. Tribe management, we gotta close this place down. Yes, uh, we apologize for the... Inconvenience, Inconvenience, Sorry, terrible uh, maintenance this maintenance late in the day. Maintenance uh, I don't want anyone getting hurt, you understand? So get the fuck out. <laughs> your, uh, your rides will be uh, compensated at the front desk. Yes. Front desk? Do you even ride the metro? Place <laughs> 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 you don't ride it. We see we see a couple of people like. <laughs> front desk, the concierge. Where do you live? <laughs> uh, they right, they fuck off go. and leave. That's great. Uh, we get a shot from within the tunnel as we see the five of you moving into the darkness here. Lanterns lighting up your faces. As you're traversing in, uh, I'm going to have um, somebody make a uh, move or control roll to help move or navigate you all I in the right direction. Make a move. Come on. So anybody that wants to help can. You don't have to. I will say this is a role for all of you. It's a group action. I can. So all of you are doing this together. Uh, but this will um, determine the 
macro of you, what this I'll is. I'll do control. Do control, okay. And I'll say we, uh, we saw this coming, you know. B gave a little bit of a heads up. Mm. She knows her way around the tunnels mm. of the Undercity. Mm-hmm. And uh, brought those lanterns, so I'm gonna give you an extra die. Amazing. That sounds good. Um, do we want to use one? Of, how how critical is this field? Do we want to use yeah. one for gilded? Die? So what I will say is that this will determine how difficult the path towards whatever you felt is. I mean, we got three of them. You use one, or we could save them up for later. But let's use one. Let's use one. Use one. Save Great. two for when good. it tries to kill. I feel you. like this is a pinnacle moment. Uh. I will take the four on a gilded Great. to get the drive back. Nice. Uh, love that. On a four. Yeah, you can just, I'll take it. You're gone forever. Yeah, Bye. perfect. You rolled a six. <laughs> Saved it. Uh, as you all make your way through the top, you feel in your individual ways the forces of bleed pressing onto you. You feel the wind blowing in your hair. The trains are moving quickly down here. You find a maintenance uh, sort of offshoot in one of the tunnels. And with that mixed success, you wait for the subway to come by. As it does, you hear a surge of electricity pass. And you hear the screams of a creature. You know the path is forward. But that direction is also where you heard this cry come from. What would you all like to do? My, my first inclination is to hide or sneak, but we have light. Mm. And we have mirrors. I'll actually take out a Zippo lighter and just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it surges unnaturally here. I, f- I filled it up a lot before we... <laughs> uh, I'll unholster the shotgun. Yeah. Um, I am going to stay close, about two feet behind Nathaniel, and I have the mirror in my hand. This preacher, how did we know it was a preacher's particular scream? Uh, it sounded otherworldly. Um, it didn't sound as though it was human. Uh, I'm gonna look around everyone with the mirrors and light ready. Uh-huh. My shotgun. Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> I'm gonna shoulder it and uh, start singing as I walk down the tunnel towards the that. creature. We get a super wide shot here of you leading out front. Your 
Creature. Sorry, I was like a holy man is screaming. How do we know? A creature. This? A creature. Oh, oh, that makes creature, sense. Creature. A preacher, that makes so much sense. I love sense. it. I, you're, like, you're like, why a How preacher? Do you know a and preacher? Spencer goes otherworldly. Oh, and you're like, oh, God. Got it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, we get a super wide shot here of you leading out front with the shotgun being illuminated by the lanterns as you hold a mirror, you all hold fire moving forward through this tunnel. Um, after the train passes, Aunt B is just gonna kind of start like a, it's gonna be rough and dirty, it's not gonna be exact, but a little bit of a second count in her brain as she tries to count the minutes between the trains. Oh, Jesus Christ. We, now that's prepared. <laughs> oh, that's prepared. We hear the seconds ticking down. Now the train, five minutes, 10 minutes. You have the chance to move out of safety here, out of this maintenance outlet, and continue on. As you do, as you push forward, you hear rustling in the darkness in front of you. As you push on further, that rustling seems to get closer until you're seeing the glint of metal before you. At first, it feels as though it might be a train, but it's, it's not. Where it looks like there once was another main, uh, maintenance outlet, or maybe uh, another direction for the for the the subways to branch off to, there is what stands maybe twenty five feet uh, at its tallest, a massive metal steel plate that's plugged a hole in the caves here. At the very top, the metal has been flayed open, burst through. And as you get closer, you see the reflection of four eyes collected in the same space, staring at you from that hole above. You also feel the wind on your faces, on your neck, and you hear the distant sound of a train coming. What would you all like to do? Get out of the way of the train. I already walked. <laughs> Where are we on the tracks right You're now? On the tracks right now, what used to be a maintenance outlet or maybe like another uh, hole has been blocked off by this metal. And we see eyes up. You in see the eyes up where the only entrance so I'm going to take out a small uh, glass flask of, of whiskey uh -huh. uh, that I, I keep on me, uh, unscrew it, take a swig, and take a <laughs> handkerchief, and I'm going to shove it in the mouth of that bottle, turn it upside down, and... It lights just prepare up in a hand. fiery bottle. As that happens, the light glow uh, grows unnaturally in your hand and then recedes again. You get a look at this creature. 
for just the briefest moment. It has uh, four eyes that are positioned on the top and bottom with a mouth in the center. And it like sort of recedes as it sees you, its clawed hands digging into the metal, twisting it now that it's already bent. I see the eyes of this creature. Two and two. I... Do, do, they, do they look anything like the eyeball I plucked out of the heart? No, no, these appear to be dark. Uh, uh, you're only seeing the reflection of light in them. Uh-huh. They're sort of like... Um, all pupils. Yeah, all pupils. Uh, this is the creature. Uh, this is a creature. It looks... Not as... like what was described in the kids. No, this is like... It has like a sort of a beak sort of face. Um, like a beak mouth out the center, and then two two eyes on the top, two eyes on the bottom. Not the description you all saw. Still a beak. Still a problem. When you first saw this thing, I mean, a train is coming, so we better move. Uh, yeah. B, how much time we got on this train? Been counting, we're at about... How many? A couple of minutes. Three minutes, maybe. And it doesn't maybe remind four. me of the thing I saw in my pre... Yes. No. Uh, uh, it reminds you of it in... A concept, yes, yeah. but it is not the thing that right. you faced, no. Is there a thin platform such that if we were to flush ourselves against the wall, there would be any hope of the train passing without crushing us? Or is there no platform? Uh, it's only this tunnel. I'm gonna, I, I yeah. It's, gonna, it's right up against the railway. Okay. You would assume that the train almost Smash. scrapes it. Uh, I'm gonna look at this thing and, you know, as Brennan, I see a creature hiding in a hole, and I go, "Oh, a little guy." Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sean lives in a world of only eldritch horror, so he goes, "Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. got it! Blam!" Uh, and is going to shoot and attempt to kill this. Great, oh, I love that. Oh, go ahead and oh, make oh. a go ahead and make a control roll for me as you shoot at this thing. Uh, we'll, <laughs> I need to have a gun around. We'll burn. We'll burn a drive. Um, uh, what did you sharpshooter? Yep, love it. That's, a, that's double sixes. Double sixes. It's a critical success. There so, we go. there we go. Describe for me what this thing looks like as you take it down. It's going to fall towards you, so you get the chance to look at it. It's going to die. Um, uh, Sean looks around, looks at you, like the Molotov. Says, "We have like how many minutes do we have?" Uh, and goes, "Bam!" Uh, and before the creature falls, Sean. Before the creature falls and hits the the ground, I'm already unholstering rope because that problem is solved and I don't need to look at it. And I'm gonna throw a rope up into the hole uh, to get us into the tunnel. I love that. Uh, We see the explosion of light in the tunnel um, and it recedes just as quickly and a body flops to the ground. Uh, It's splayed out, it has uh, six limbs that are all sort of like uh, moved out in unnatural directions. Um, It's pulsing with chromatic light and then immediately goes dark uh, upon hitting the ground. As quick as I can, just from the hip, Uh I'll take a a shot with the camera. Hey doc, you think I'm bad for the scientific community? And I'm gonna throw the grappling hook up into the- uh, With a full success, the rope stays uh, on one of the curls of metal. It's not difficult to get it to Cool, I'm gonna help whoever needs help to get it. Great. Uh, You can help me first, the stress is very full. Doc, I promise I'll help preserve your modesty. Nobody look. Um, (laughs) Help get the doctor up the rope. Yeah, Uh, you start making your way up the rope. I'm gonna have you make a uh, a roll for me here. Um, I would give you either move or control to make this. 
whatever you'd prefer. Uh, I am going to move. Great. Uh, if it's possible for me to, I don't have. I don't. You have don't have to spend to anything burn. to help, but I'm you can say help. narratively you're going to help here. Because um, I'm making my way up the rope. Exactly, and so uh, it would be oh. more effective. One. So. <laughs> This, you will make your way. Do, okay, I was gonna say, does helping do anything? It does. Make, uh, narratively, uh, it is. Um, it uh, it uh, affects the expectations of the role. So by you helping, um, what I'm gonna say here is that you're going to make it up the rope. Okay. You make it up to the top, and you peer through. Mm-hmm. And as you do, you hear the sound of the train getting closer. You all see the light. Mm-hmm. Now, it's far, but not that far. It's coming very quickly, and you're going to have to get up. But you are distracted by what you see beyond here. Because as the light starts to reflect off of the sheet of metal, off of the steel plate that you are braced against, you see the outline of something large. Uh, and structural, like a like a building, that is hanging almost upside down, like it's fallen and has been trapped against the wall of the caves here. And as you peer in closer, you see this is a lighthouse. Oh no! A lighthouse that has fallen through during an excavation. A, light, a lighthouse like of the of Candela. Of Candela Obscura. It looks old. It looks ancient. An old light. Oh no. I tell the others what I see. Uh, all of you hear that as a train. You're just hearing it over the train, blaring. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have to oh, go. I Russell. I hurry up. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I guess the skirts sort of get caught over the jagged metal edge, but uh-huh. I fling myself over and land on the ground with a bit of uh, So what I will say is it's a 25 foot drop down. Oh. Oh, so shit. it is 25 feet up. It is 25 feet down off of the metal steel plate. Um, I don't drop. So <laughs> I'm just clarifying the expectations uh, here. Whoa. I'm going to get the back half of the rope. Great. And I'm going to toss the other end up to you and say, just hold on. Brace your feet against the back Great. of the wall and just feed her down the. Great. Slowly we see you slowly rappel down as you land safely on the earth below you. You feel your feet sink in about three inches or so. As you pull them up, you feel it's like mucus on your feet. Say Andy B is just kind of almost in a day staring down the tunnel as she's just still, she starts 30, 29. You're up next, come on, you're up, go, go, go. Great, Uh, go ahead and make a a control or a move roll for me here. Please, boy, my hernia, four, it's not bad. Yeah. Today. That's a that's a mixed success. You uh you start the next wave of getting them up and over, but the train is getting uh, closer. I'm starting officially starting a countdown die, which means when this ends, the train will hit. Okay. Um, any uh, misses will tick it down by two. Any um, mixed success will tick it down by one. It is currently at three. Oh no. Uh, okay. Um, uh, I am going to. Who has who has good move between? Me. You have good move. I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to say. Marion, get over there quick. Get ready to pull on the other side. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I'll I'll help as well. Okay. So, are you helping with the with the with the thing? Do I get another die? Uh, not 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 mechanically, not die wise, okay, but you okay. are helping to do this. So you're going to get over, and then that will uh, that could effectively make this countdown not go as quickly. Okay. Is it worth using a gilded? 
We have uh, two more people to get through this. No, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Okay. okay. I'm good, I'm gonna go, burn go, one go. of my own drives. Okay. So now I have one drive left. I have two in move and it's gilded, so I should be okay. Okay. I hope. Four. That's a four, that's a mixed success. It's gonna take down one to two. two. Okay, better get over. Um, uh, with you pulling on the other, on the other side, uh, I'm gonna, uh, uh, yeah, I'll say, uh, LT? No, you've got to go for it. It has to be you to go first. I don't like to spend you, time arguing with the train on the way. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna go through. Come on. I can follow orders. You got uh, the shotgun, use it! Uh, Remember me! <laughs> Remember me! A guy with a lit Molotov standing with a throw. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump through. Um uh, I got move, I got two dice here. Um uh, ba, ba, ba. We got another gilded. We, we do have these two more. more yeah. There's two of us. All right, there's two of us. Let's take a gilded. Yep. Good. All right. Uh, oh, I'm gonna burn a resistance yes. to reroll yes. two. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna burn a resistance to reroll two. I hear the train coming. Oh my god. Oh. What is it? Oh. I don't make it through. It's a three. It's a three. So that ticks down to nothing. The two of you are left as the train is approaching you. What do you want to do in this moment? The the train is approaching. The train is like moments Uh, away. I'm going to, um, so I've used, I've used two of my items, Mm -hmm. correct? You can use one more. I can use one more. Um, uh, I'm gonna say, LT, I didn't want to do this. And I'm gonna take a grenade, throw it on the side and push you up and go, and the last couple seconds before the train hits, I'm just gonna blow up the steel container. I'm gonna say, everyone on the side, step back! Um, <laughs> what? You got a grenade? <laughs> I've been holding on to it. Oh my God. <laughs> explosives are okay, explosives, explosives, you have those, yep. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and make that, go ahead and make that roll. It's gonna be a control roll or a, um, uh, or a strike roll, one of the two. And as he throws it, uh, I'm, I'm going to use in the trenches. Uh, I've done enough uh, dangerous journalism work to know how to keep ourselves safe. I also know the metro tunnels. And in between where the wall and the ground hits, there is a very narrow margin oh, where if it. you hug it, it, it is just enough just of enough. an angle between the wheels and the bottom of the train where there is a maybe space. So while right. we're hugging. You will not die. It might, it, it might potato peel us a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> okay, that is a five. That's a five. That's a mixed success. So, uh, describe for me what this scene is like as the grenade blows out part of the seal oh here. Um, uh, I get us all the way back because we need distance from the grenade for yep. this to work, which means that we are going to have to run right in front of the train oh, right before it's about. Yeah. So I'm going to go and I'm like, don't worry. I do this with my brothers all the time down here. All right, three, two. What? Just <laughs> woo! And I'm just gonna grab the back of your shirt and leap right in front of the train to get through the hole in the wall. You just hear Auntie B on the other side just scream, Sean! <laughs> There's an explosion. Shrapnel of steel flies towards all three of you on the other side. Everybody's taking a body because of that. The two of yeah. you barely make it through in time. You're both gonna take brain for this. Um, because the stress of seeing literally a train about to strike you uh, as you just like in if it was a tenth of a second longer you would not have made it through but your heel clears the wall just as whoom the train comes by and you're on the other side 
I feel like we need to catalog everything that's on your person. Also, thank you. <laughs> that was pretty fun. <laughs> that was pretty fun. You and your brothers lived a very different life than the one that I had. It's not fun, John! Oh, shit. It's not fun! It's a little fun! He's at this point, because Annie B is not laughing. She's not having fun. And Annie B grabs Sean by the arm mm -hmm. and kind of pushes him up against the tunnel with like a little bit of like, oh fuck, Annie B still got, like you didn't expect this from an old lady. Sure. Old lady strength. And old lady strength out of nowhere. <laughs> and I look at you down in the eye and I say, I made your mother a promise that I would keep you safe. Don't, don't do that again. Please. Give me a goddamn heart attack, all right. You Let's go. It. You got it, Annie B. You push forward, seeing the hanging lighthouse. So it fell through some excavation that was being done here to create another tunnel. Caught itself on the corner of the wall. What you all know about lighthouses, just as a reminder, is that Candela Obscura builds them around thinnings where creatures like what you've seen have uh, been able to pierce through the flare where the flare is thin enough and escape into our world when one of these thin thinnings needs to be uh, maintained they will build uh, a lighthouse and put within it an astrolabe this kind of astrolabe that magically seals shut that thinning when that astrolabe is turning when it's powered there's light that's emitted from the top of the lighthouse that spins just like the device, warning people away. That is the lore within the Fairlands and anywhere that Candela Obscura is. People stay away from lighthouses. All of you know what it truly means. This lighthouse sits Dim. Unmoving. It's a good hundred yards in front of you. <coughs> Probably a good uh, 30 feet above you, sitting as though it were almost upside down. Have, having fallen through like the, the ground above. Because it's been toppled over? Yeah, like they like they went, they were drilling underneath it, the ground gave way, it God. fell and tr got trapped in the tunnels here. Trapped. What would you all like to do? Uh, I'll first of all take the fucking handkerchief out of the bottle of booze and stamp it on the yeah. ground. <sighs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's good shit. <clears throat> you gotta get worse shit if you're gonna make Molotovs out of it. I, I didn't think. Ooh, ooh, pass that over here too. It's just what was available. Um, Wiping the blood. I also, just because we're, we're showcasing the game, yeah. uh, I have adrenaline rush, which means for each mark I take, I immediately refresh a drive point of my choice. Oh, so that brain mark, so literally taking marks, like that that train thing, <laughs> I am invigorated. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. better. Yeah. Helps you out. Is that the first oh. mark you took? 
first mark I've taken. Holy crap. Wow. What the That's hell? Awesome. What did you what did you refresh? What drive did you refresh? Always nerve. Nerve, oh, nerve, and nerve, nerve every, every time, time. baby. Yeah. You don't even have to check. Use, nerve every time. And I'm going to use my in the trenches to okay. uh, once per assignment. You may burn one cunning resistance to soak a body mark. Oh yeah. Denoy. That's once per assignment. Oh, so a soak would happen as you take the body mark. As I take the body mark. All Correct. Right, I'll wait, I'll wait so until. if you take another body mark, you'll be able to use that ability, which essentially does exactly what you just did. Just, just happens in the happening. moment. Yeah. Good, good. Keeps it clean. Trying to get all preemptive in this match. Love that. I uh, take a moment to wipe the blood out of my eyes that the various shrapnel has carved delicate um, incisions onto my face. Oh no. Just sort of wipe that out and I turn to Marion. Are you all right? There's blood on him. As yeah, well. yeah, I got some. And I start sort of my pristine gloves stain crimson as I sort of wipe it out of drop that's about to fall into his eye. Are we really doing this? This isn't, did we, I mean, this is a broken lighthouse. Yes. Hey, Marion, if we go back and tell somebody, who do you think they're gonna send? We're already here. He's got a point. They'll just send us right back. Okay, at least maybe we'll get some answers would certainly explain why this place has fallen vulnerable to creatures. Well, how are we gonna get up in that thing? Well, maybe we don't have to get up in it because whatever was in it has already come out. Um, looking at it hanging upside down, there's no clear path to get in there. Uh, so the, the lowest most point mm -hmm. of where the lighthouse sits is the top where the beacon would be. You see that that area has been shattered, mm -hmm. um, but it is essentially a cage, right? A metal cage that sits on top with glass around it. And so that's maybe 20 feet up in the air. It's, it's closer than that hole was. So oh. there is a place to be able to climb up and in. You will be walking through an upside down lighthouse to get there. Oh gosh. As that happens, uh, as, as you're observing this about the lighthouse, you hear uh, like a, a reverberating, a thumping happening in the ground uh, or in your core. You're not sure which. This reminds you of what you felt when you first came into the tunnels here. Uh, it's a pulsating happening in your chest. Something, something big is here. What do you all want to do? Oh my God. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> So we gotta get the rope up and in there? Is that what we're talking about? Up in the cage. So about a hundred yards to go before you get there as you move forward, oh, wow. uh, swinging the rope around. Have you ever been to like the Everglades? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, have you ever shined a flashlight out at the water at night? Mm -hmm. Snipe hunting. Mm -hmm. So many alligator eyes. As you move forward, the lanterns reflect off so many eyes. You hear the snarl of uh, 20, 30 creatures before you. As your light gets closer to them, or they move closer, it's hard to tell which, you see 
what look like canine figures. But the latter half of their body is uh, is morphed, changed, uh, or maybe just has always existed this way, um, as like tendrils. These are what all of you lovingly refer to as squid Squid dogs. (laughs) Standing guard over the thin Oh my god. (laughs) What would you all like to do? How many? 20, 30? Oh my god. I also just want to- They're small, to be clear. They're like the size of dogs. I just want to ask, you don't happen to have a claymore tucked in between your ass cheeks or anything, do you? (laughs) I'm gonna look around and I'm like, you know, that would be great if we got that, put some kibble on top. That's a bad idea. Um, you know, I, uh, that's actually not a bad idea. You know, I'm living at the beach and whatnot. Yes. I love, uh, I love feeding all the ducks and the seagulls. And as one of the items that I'm going to pull out, that. Yes, I'm going to decide I have right now is a little bag of feed. <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's wow. so uh, good. Out of my little yep. pouches, out of my sure. bag. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, are you going to throw it to them to try and get what? them distracted? Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. yeah, away. Yeah. Away. But wait, what do we know yeah. these things eat? We don't. We don't. So I'm going to take the fresh blood that was kind of trickling oh. on me from what just happened, and I'm going to kind of squeeze a little bit on there. Maybe All we can right. shake it up. I'll do, do that, that as well. I've got a little shrapnel as well. I squeeze it into the bag and, and just before we do this uh, I don't want to speak for all of us does anyone have any particular knowledge about restarting repairing ancient lighthouses no not at all I do have a relevant textbook <gasps> you do you brought a book that's better than I nothing. always have a book with me sh- mr. just wanted to make sure we had something before we you know um I pull open the book and I uh Flip to see if there's... So this is a book from eons. They were studying what Candela was doing with lighthouses. They were trying to siphon the power from lighthouses, but in that, mm-hmm. it also details how they actually work, how they function. And how an astrolabe moves. Yep, correct. What what needs to be done for it to exist. Well, let's get up in there first. Yeah, good book. Um, at least we'll have something to use. Kibble bomb. Stepping up. Yeah, yeah. Bottom of the ninth. Beatrix Monroe pitching for the South Soffit Sidewinders. <laughs> All right, let's. Cinderella just, story. Let's do it. Like the. Crowd the, on its feet here. Like the bird lady from Home Alone 2. Uh-huh. I'm start shuffling <laughs> through Crowns and well. I go. Take me out to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Take me out there's snarls that come your way uh, as you start to throw this feed. Go ahead and make a sway roll for me here to see how well you're able to convince them uh, to follow that kibble. I'm gonna use drive. Love that. That feels... Important. Important. <laughs> Double sixes. Oh. 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 You befriend them? Yes. So oh, now yes, do we like, have Come here, my squid hounds. We have packs, platoons yes, of squid dogs. <laughs> they are, we are the squid dogs. <laughs> we, are, we are all squid dogs. They teach dogs. us their language. <laughs> Today we are all squid dogs. All yeah. right, up uh, to Fido. You're gonna <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, no, here's what happens. You throw the kibble, and they pounce on it. 
um, uh, the fresh blood calls to them. You so you have a moment as the dogs. Uh, start snarling, growling, uh, 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 biting at each other to get to this food. Um, uh, they are uh, uh, clamoring to get to the kibble that you've thrown out. You see a clear pathway forward. You have a few moments here while they're, while they're distracted. What do you want to do? Great, I love that. We get the dogs mm-hmm. snapping. They turn to see you, see the rope, but the kibble is too enticing for them. The blood is really what's enticing to them. Uh, they are digging at the ground now, hoping to get more. You throw more their way as the rope goes up. Go and make a control roll for me since it's under pressure to do this. It's about 25 feet, uh, 20, 25 feet up in the air. Under pressure. Oh, it's a four. That's a four. Uh, great. Uh, the rope catches on the lighthouse. At that point, the dogs turn. A couple of them see all of you gathered at the base and start sniffing your direction, leaving behind the food that has now run out. What would you all like to do? I think, I think to start. Uh, I'm going to take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the the bullets out of uh, my shotgun, the mm-hmm. ones that I have loaded, and I'm gonna hold it by the barrel with the butt on the end of it. Say, all right, it's good. I'm not gonna waste bullets on fucking squid dogs. No. Gonna, <laughs> um, <laughs> You're going to bat right now, Finity. Coming up to the plate, young Sean Michael Finity, <laughs> South Suffolk's own. There's um, two, three, four of these squid uh, dogs uh, um, coming towards you, sort of like um, when wolves get down on their on their uh, hind, is it on their front paws, and they start to move towards you. Uh, we see them starting to descend on you as you hold that. As the rest of you start your way up, what I will say is, if you are holding them off, we can make a group roll for all four of you to get up together. Uh, it will be a control. Or a move roll, whoever wants to lead that. Um, but you will be defending. I will also have you make a strike roll to keep cool. them safe. Could I assist? Totally. My blood, my gloves have blood on them. I can ball them off and throw toss them. Nice. Great, yeah. Not your gloves. <laughs> I'll get new ones. <laughs> uh, we see that we see the gloves go flying. Uh, a couple of the squid dogs uh, peel off. And uh, and start to devour the the gloves. They um, their uh, mouths their mouths open, and you see for the first time the mechanism. Um, they have inside their mouths like the beaks of squids um, instead of teeth, and it extends out, xenomorph okay. uh, style, and All then right. devours the gloves. On, their head turns up and just like starts to swallow my the gloves. Uh, <laughs> oh who wants to make the controller move roll here? I'm You're making a strike roll. I I reach out to to Mary and I kind of mm-hmm. grab him and just say. Sweet boy, it's been a long time since I was in physical education and did one of these. I may need your help. I got you. Great. I got you. Leading it. Anybody else helping mechanically? Can I? Well, oh, it's a group roll. It's a group roll, so you can spend drive to help here. You can spend nerve nerve to be able to help here. I will spend... Fuck. I'm gonna spend my last nerve drive okay. to help. Sounds good. Marion. Oh. Hopefully, hold my. Well, I just, I just all used you. this this last guild. Oh, no. that's right. Oh, Give me a right. There you go. Give me a blow up before. So as they are starting to climb up, I'm gonna have you make that strike roll for me. Uh, uh, keep that. Uh, that is keep a it? five. Okay. That's a five. Uh, so, uh, describe the scene for me as these dogs start descending upon you and you just start like going to bat. Um, <laughs> I start to um. I start. I walk in, um, and I think it starts funny and starts to get a little. It's like stepping up to the plate. Number one pitcher, Squid Dog, coming in from the Red Lamp Raiders, and oh, it's out of the park! 
God, God, and just slamming into the dog over and over again, uh, and uh, just like truly. Like, the, the more you start hitting them, the more they start descending until you're going left and right and forward and back and forward and back and hitting as they come more and more descending upon you. Uh, as the as the squid dogs start, um, uh, their own blood starting to pour. They, the dogs themselves start tearing apart their own counterparts. Oh, wow. um, feeding frenzy. Eating them, a feeding frenzy happening as two of them leap towards you. You hit one, but one grabs onto your arm with that five. It uh, ah. beats down onto your arm, and then you feel the like piercing of uh, of of the beak like tearing into your flesh. You're gonna take um, uh, you're gonna take a body and a bleed here as that Ooh. happens. Ooh. Uh, but you you're able to shake that off. Uh, blood pouring down your arm um, as as we see you still holding. Uh, true, as all of you have are going to well, roll. Gonna. So you're gonna roll. Let's okay, go ahead and do so it. I got the I, I got my two. One's gilded. I got an extra one no from a drive that I'm using, and then an extra gilded from those the pile. Comic books. What were those? <laughs> I got a six on the gilded. Yes, that's amazing. A six on the gilded. Uh, so as that happens, you see Sean. Uh, all of you make your way up the rope together, climb into the top of this lighthouse, and you see Sean down below. Finity up the rope. <laughs> The ump's nowhere to be found! It's chaos out here, folks! Um, I'm gonna have you make a roof roll to get to that rope in time. Move it, move All, it. We see, we see, uh, if you, if, are you trying to get to the rope in time? Is that what you're trying to do here? What do you want to do? I think I with to, like, LT, I think with my lieutenant yelling, move it, move it, something autonomic, my, just my like, uh -huh. spine moves of like so many drills over and over again. Yep. But I think without him there, I don't go for the rope. Uh, uh, okay. I just stay here fighting dogs until I'm dead. Okay. That's an order, Finity, on the rope! <laughs> uh, we see- You got it, LT! Um, <laughs> we see the turn as you run towards the rope, and the scene here that all of you are watching from above is all of the dogs, like a wave of dogs, descending upon Finity here, um, nipping at his heels. He's running as fast as he can to grab the rope and climb up it. Go ahead and make that move or control roll for me, whichever you'd prefer. Let's do control. Okay. Roll up, roll up. Here we go. Uh, that is a six. That's a wow, six. Nice. It's a full That's success right. here. Uh, you grab the rope and you start pulling yourself up. As you do, the dogs descend and clamor on top of each other, trying to get to you. You feel like their beaks at your feet. And as you do, you watch as the rope below you gets devoured. Wow. As they chase you, almost like piranha. Uh, and you pull yourself just out of range of them. You pull your feet up and you're swinging by the rope, but the dogs are leaping up to get you. You finally pull yourself all the way back up and you're standing with the rest of your circle in the top that is now the bottom of the lighthouse and the pulsing gets worse. What a bunch of bombs. They got no batters. They got no pitching. You did good, Ferdinand. Well done. Very good. Mr. I'll see what I can do for you later. Five for five, betting a thousand. Taking care of that. What's that? Arm. What arm? Oh, oh sure. that's them. Did you I... even feel it? Oh. <laughs> that was good. I uh, rip a piece of the bottom of my frayed hemline on my apron off, and I just do a real quick wrap of his arm. No. Oh, this old thing. <laughs> All right, come on, let's figure out how to do this. I'm gonna reload, thing. shoulder the shotgun. Um, All right. 
I'll, I'll go up to Sean as he as he starts moving forward. You know, if you need me to pee on it to disinfect it, I'm happy to do that. Why do you keep asking a pee? <laughs> <laughs> we cut out of there into all of you moving forward into the White House. <laughs> um, we see the Just like over like a decade. This <laughs> randomly comes up sometime. <laughs> we see the inverted structure. You need to go. Just let me do it once. Just <laughs> that's jellyfish, and they kind of think it's not even jellyfish anymore. <laughs> yeah. We see the inverted structure. Uh, what once was a stairway going up is now a stairway uh, going the opposite direction, down, because, well, it's technically up for you, but it used to be going yeah, yeah. up the other direction. I, hate, I don't want to criticize the omniscient voice, but stairways do go both directions. <laughs> <laughs> kind of generally. It's kind of general. Uh, no, but it's upside down, so what it requires is you to climb it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird, okay. Right, because of the way that it's set up. It's okay. upside down. Uh, so we, we see you pulling yourselves up the staircase here. Uh, I don't know if that's the physics of what we're doing, but it sounds cool, Some so MC we're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah MC Escher shit, right? Um, body strength. Yeah, uh, we see you pulling your, your way towards the center. Um, you feel the like pulsing getting uh, uh, heavier and heavier as you approach. What do you all wanna do? I wanna fall behind a bit sure. before I go up to center because the astrolabe is at the top of the lighthouse, right? The astrolabe is within the core of the lighthouse, and the light it's... at the top just indicates whether it's moving. Okay, so the center is where the astrolabe Correct. is. Correct. Then in that case, I want to continue to the core because okay. my focus is, what can I do to get this astrolabe back and running? Right. Um, so, uh, you all push forward into, or you at least push forward in the group, right? Knowing that that's there. Um, can I do a survey and just... Sure. Check my surroundings for any shadow monsters. 100%. Go ahead and make a survey roll for me. Yeah. Right. What I will say is that this is high stakes. And I will. You are within the belly of the beast. Spend the drive. Oh, shit. Tits. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. It's ass. Two on a gilded, so I on my drive back. Great. So, here's what happens. You look around. You see a glint of shimmer in the distance. It's clear here around you that Black Iker has been left behind by creatures. Currently, from what you've noticed, they don't seem to be here in the lighthouse any longer. But as the two of you lead the pack forward, you find yourselves standing uh, almost too late before a rift in reality. Where the astrolabe sits in the like interdimensional space that is uh, that that would exist both behind and in front of the astrolabe, you see a tear in the fabric of space-time itself. It is fifteen feet tall, and it's wafting like a veil in an invisible breeze. And that's not the part that scares you the most here. 
It's the movement you see through it. The large movement. As something, some entity, puts its hands on each side of the veil, and like a curtain of skin, opens it and looks through. You are looking at a massive beast, almost incomprehensible in its shape. Its jaw is uh, open, but far, far, like farther than it ever should be. It has human-like features on its face, but it's gaunt, that chromatic light sort of permeating through it. It's um, got stringy black tendrils as hair. And its hands, its fingers are long and curled. This is far bigger than what attacked anybody else so far. And as its jaw like (laughs) closes, it smiles wide at you. Everybody's gonna take two bleed. (gasps) Two bleed? Well, I can't, I take one bleed and then. I will drop and I take drop. a scar. I take a scar. I will do one thing. Um, I don't. I, I can still have a premonition as I'm falling. So I have a vision of this happening, and as I'm starting to take this uh, uh, mark and take a scar, are we losing consciousness as we take bleed? Seeing you You're trans- getting lost in the bleed, so we're going to go through and see what happens to everybody here who is dropping. I push you out of the way. Okay. So you get one of those... Full-on bleed. Full-on bleed. But you also drop. I do. I know Aunt and Aunt B knows what he's doing, and she just, like, with the last moment of consciousness, tries to tell him to not do this. But she knows it's futile, he's gonna do it anyway. As that's happening, you're staring into the face of terror here. What memory from your childhood plays? I remember being nine years old and seeing my older brother, the one that my family loved, lauded, prepared to take the helm of our family name into the future as he waded out into a river to get a toy of mine, and the waves pulled him under, and as he reached for me and cried out, I found instead of going towards the water to try and help, I froze and watched him dip beneath the waves. Never came back up. You hear the ripples of a river running through your head. They get louder and louder and louder until you lose consciousness 
and the finger of that creature through the veil plucks. And you all watch as a strange blue begins to emanate out from your chest. Just a ball that starts to be pulled as the creature, almost like pulling on thread, its needle-like fingers inch it closer. You see this happen. Push her out of the way. Feel yourself fall. Mm -hmm. Another finger reaches out and plucks at the string to pull at you and it pulls and it pulls and there's nothing to pull and it snaps. And its face grows wide and it says, A vessel already prepared. What do the three of you do? I watch as the two boys go down and I just grab Jean and I go, we've got to get to the RRE immediately. That's how we help them. Uh, You have the book with the astrolabe, right? I do, with Um, the instructions on how to... Uh, I'm just going to look at you and go, all the humor has faded from me, and I go, run! And I'm just going to rush forward and fire into this thing's face. I love it. Go ahead and make a strike roll for me. As that happens, you two are running towards... You're going to have to run towards the rift, rift. which is towards the creature, because that's where the astrolabe is. I just Uh, tell her, don't look at it, just run. Question for you. Yeah. Can sharpshooter be used more than once? Yes. Single action. Great. Okay, then we're going to do that. Um, uh, All right, rolling six dice. Great. It's a high stakes roll. Ooh. Double sixes. Six on the gilded die. Double sixes. Who did? Baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, what does it look like here as you line up? So give me, in this moment, you've seen something like this before in your time with the Echo, or with the. Um, uh, Nomad. With the, yeah, with Nomad, with the Ghost uh, uh, Platoon. Is that what it was called? Uh, yeah. Describe for me what moment you've had like this before that prepared you for this moment. I hadn't seen Marion in over a year. My two brothers were already dead. I didn't know. They were way behind enemy lines. I moved in, on the cover of night. We knew. Dr. Nero said some kind of intelligence came back. There was a weapon, something bleed in it, other side of the flare. Had to move in quick, burn that place to the ground. Only problem is one of the doors weren't locked. I saw what we were doing there. They had gotten out through a back window and I found them. I don't know how young they were. But they were what we were there to destroy. One after the other. No escapes. No survivors. 
We were told they were dangerous, otherworldly, horrors. Their faces looked perfectly human. I've seen this thing before. Because when I looked up to make sure my job was done, this was the face staring at me out of the mirror. And you let it fire. As that happens, the creature drops the thread on you. Your soul comes back into your body. You find yourself awakened on the ground. Clear your bleed marks. You've already taken a scar, but you're back up. Does that leave me with one in the new because it was two bleed? Or does uh, it just clear the bleed? Uh, so the, you and already had three. Start, you I took one as your fourth, and then it gives you an additional yeah. one. Okay. Correct. Thank you. You see your lieutenant's eyes light up, flit open because of this shot. Uh, the creature stumbles backwards the, f the folds of the flare close for just a moment as it stumbles to get its bearings, not expecting shots in its direction, not having encountered something like this before. But you're staring at your own reflection, how you see yourself. The two of you are making your way towards this astrolabe as quickly as possible. Yeah. What are we doing here? Uh, I'm, I'm flustered, turning the pages, trying to find the relevant section. Sweet dear. If you're gonna do this, you have to have a sense of calm about you. Calm down. Mistakes happen when you rush. We've gotta do this right. And I've given her this pep talk before. Mm -hmm. I've given it in the VA hospitals. I've given it in when we've been dragging survivors from the war back behind our front lines. We've seen this coming many times, so I'm gonna assist you. Breathe. You know this. It's just surgery. It's just surgery. You see in front of you the perfect precision cut in the fabric of reality. And you realize you heal cuts like this all the time. That's your thing. Circle of the needle and thread. Circle of the needle and thread. Let's patch him up. Go ahead and roll either focus or sense for me as you um, flip through that book. To roll focus. This is just to find the book or is this the moment? You, you saw this, this coming, is, so this. for uh, sure take another die. Yeah, okay, great. I'm gonna burn a drive. This is a pr pretty cr uh, critical moment. Right? So you have the book open in front of you mm -hmm. and you see the shape that must be drawn with your hands in order to make this, activate this magic. My hands are the needle and thread. Your hands are the needle and thread. Burning a drive to add to you. Amazing, shooting again, keeping this thing at bay. Okay, I have two focus. I have one assist, I it's gilded. And I'm also burning one of my own intuition. And you have one drives. An extra die from me. So that should be six. Six dice. As that happens, we see a hand reach out from the veil. And uh, 
as it starts to try and push its way through once again, it puts its sights on you, its hand, uh, uh, even with the shots coming at it, the hand comes over almost like a cage down on top of you. This is a high stakes roll. This individual's life hangs in the balance of this roll, setting the consequences. I hear Auntie B's voice in my head telling me to breathe. I take a breath. Wow. It's the Gilded Six. Two sixes. Two sixes! Describe how this happens here. How do you you need and thread this? If a mist, a fog has been over my eyes, in an instant it clears. I reach my hands out, and the instruments made out of space appear. Without even thinking, my hands move at a record speed with precise stability to quickly sew the rift in reality firmly closed. I would dare say it's my finest work. And that's why she's my muse. As you say that, you hear a voice in your head. That's my girl. And you realize you left Violet, the person who was keeping your father alive. You left her in that train car. You told her that was your resignation. but he's here with you, holding your arms, teaching you to sew like he always wished he could. And you feel a kiss on the back of your head on your neck, and he lets you go. And there's quiet here. The rift has closed. The severed hand of this creature sits above you like a cage, dripping black ichor. Am I awake or am I still out? Your eyes open as danger has passed. Uh, over and roll the hand off and drop down to lie down like, like oh my God. hold his head. Maybe the only oh, No, 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 no. Hey, 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 hey. There's nothing wrong with me! There's nothing wrong with me. And we pull out of the lighthouse here. As we move out of the inverted structure, the light at the top. Glows once again. The light sweeps across the landscape. The squid dogs eviscerate into nothing. And all is quiet here. And that's where we're going to end our session today. Great work, everybody. Are we okay? Oh yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) What a uh, Hollywood is. (laughs) I'm sitting here weeping at your table. Yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I'm fucking fine, guy. (laughs) We 
a traumatized bunch. We're in it now. Great work. Okay, Ooh. we have one last thing to do, two last things to do before we say goodbye. Uh, I want to talk about what our scars are that we took. Yeah. So let's start here. Uh, 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 staring into that horrible memory that I've always tried to forget, uh, uh, Nathan Trapp has uh, piercing blue eyes, but his right eye fades to white as it just glosses over uh, completely. That's cool. Almost burned out. Uh, so the um, the starburst scar that I have is, uh, I, it, you can't tell exactly what it is. It looks like scar tissue, but it had these like sort of small blue veins, but on the outside of it, the starburst grows and it's absolutely bleed-based. Taken over your body. Absolutely, like, these blue veins, almost looking like tendrils extending across my chest and now a little bit up my neck. Um, the other part about scars that we should talk about is you move one uh, action point from one of your action ratings to another. Okay. So you erase one and move it to somewhere else that's because of the scar that you took. So yeah, it would have to be something that is around my perception. So I'll take one from. Can it move something beyond two at this point? It can. Oh, it can. Okay. Is there a? Does any part of the scar become visible on Marion? It starts to move up my neck. Just little, little bits of it. I'll wait until your breathing slows down, like to the point where it's just like adrenaline has to crash and it has to come yeah, down a little bit. And I think I'm holding, and it's very, I'm like moving a thumb like across your head, like, and like holding you so that you have someone there. I bury myself into your chest. I'm gonna wait a long time until I can feel that your adrenaline has come down. And when you know, the first time you look at it and see that I can see it too, I'm gonna hold you really close and look at you and go. Want me to pee on it? Would you, if you asked? And I'm just gonna hug you so close. I squeeze the hardest squeeze I think you've ever Ever felt. I got you, bud. Will you do it in front of everyone else? I get shy. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but I love you. But I love you. Oh, God. And I'm going to just help him get up and get out of here. And you're moving one from. I'm moving sense. one from. You feel my body. Mm -hmm. Less strong. Okay. I'm moving one from strike. And I'm moving it to sense, yep. so I am all up. <laughs> Three in sense. What are we thinking over here? I moved from uh, one from read into uh, strike. Mm. I'm gonna have to use my yeah. hands more than my eyes now. Damn. I love that. Um, also, to put a button on all that, yeah. B looks oh, over yeah. at Jean as we're seeing, seeing our men have these horrible, traumatic flashback moments that we've seen many times before. And deep down inside, no. That's the one wound you can't really heal. Mm -hmm. 
but even still the same as we just waited out. I look at Jenna and I just, just give her a good squeeze of her hand. You did damn good. You did damn good. You should be proud. I'm afraid I have a funeral to plan. I think I know. Oh. Annie B is really good with flowers. If you need anything. Thank you. Hey, look. Yeah, go ahead. At the light that's emanating from the lighthouse and take it in and say under my breath so no one can hear me. Goodbye, Daddy. Cut to your chapter house. You all sit in silence here for a moment. Draven is talking to you, but it's silent. He excuses you, it's still silent. And suddenly you realize all of you are alone here. Not alone, but... Alone. Going your separate ways until the next mission calls you. You have the chance to heal up your wounds, refresh yourself, train to make yourselves better for the future. You have on your circle sheet nine resources available, three stitch, three refresh, three train. I will note for those who are playing the game that is that are not at this table, that, that is because we are only playing three sessions, which means we get two downtime uh, uh, times to use those resources, which means we are only using half. Because mm. normally a cycle is about four commissions, four assignments. So you have three in each to use. Stitch will, will allow you to clear all of your marks. Refresh will allow you to refresh all of your drives and your resistances. And Train will allow you to take a D6 that at the beginning of next assignment you can put on your character sheet and you can use on any role mm. that you'd like. Mm. Now, those nine resources, they will not regenerate. regenerate. Mm -hmm. So this is what you have for our adventures together. What would wow. you all like to use? Well, um, so my bleed is now at zero because I took a scar. Great. Because mm -hmm. I barely went over the threshold. Um, I still have two body and one brain, but we have ways to take care of some of that. So if someone else needs Stitch. Stitch. I would, I, I would take a stitch to clear my two bodies, and I, I wouldn't need to refresh or train after that. Stitch will clear all of your marks. All of them. Yes. I would Correct. love I that. Might. But this is for the whole thing. So, like, after the next session, whatever we deplete here, we won't, you won't that have again. So, you have you, three available. Is there any way? Does anyone have an ability to get rid of bleed or no? No. Because no. I have a body, a brain, and three bleed right now. 
I'm in the same yeah, boat. Yeah, same. Okay. I have two body, a brain, and three bleed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the I'm good on refresh because I have ways to regenerate my drives. Mm-hmm. And I didn't use any of my resistances, but I would take oh. a... I wouldn't mind taking a, a stitch. I can get rid of a body. I, I don't need a stitch. I have a way to do that. Okay. I so. can I, I can also do patch up on the body yeah. um, next time to anybody who needs body help. Okay. <clears throat> you want that stitch? You, you said would, you were up in the threes. Somebody who else was yeah, three bleeds. Me and, I'm up at me and him I'm up are the same. Bleed. Oh, we're all, we're all the yeah. same. We're I think actually you have bleed. more than I do. You have two, one, three, and I have one, one, three. Um, and you have three bleed as well? Yeah. Okay. And one, I'm also one, one, three. And a refresh re- gives back all your drives. And resistances. And resistances. I mean, I kind of want to refresh my one nerve. <laughs> <laughs> Do we also get other, isn't there other stuff that we get to choose? Uh, so those are your options in between assignments. We're going to, we're going to uh, potentially advanced circles. We'll talk uh. advanced uh, before next time. We'll talk about what that looks like if we want to do that. Um, but we'll do that offline. Uh, and if we end up doing that, it would not refresh your, um, your resources anyways because of the way we're playing. Right. I might just allow you to advance because we're only playing three sessions. Yeah. Um, but I will say that Given the parameters, this is the uh, this is the this is the difficult part. Yeah. Does, it, does it make sense? For, like, do, like I hate to use them all right now, but we're only going to be able to do this twice. Yeah. Yeah. So, does it make sense for the three of us to all just refresh because we're all at three? Uh, one bleed for any or of stitch. us. Stitch. Yeah. Or stitch for the yeah. for the three of us. I will remind you, you have four. You only are gone on your fourth scar. Yeah. So, taking another bleed, you take a scar. But then you'd have three. You'd have three more chances to take scars before oh. you like are gone. Yeah. It's really like a way your character changes, not that your character is dying. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, keep yeah. you from doing anything, but I want to make sure that right. you all know yeah. the way in which the mechanics work. If you take another bleed, but you're not. You dead. get incapacitated when you get a scar. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay. You go down in that scene. State, in that scene. Gosh. Twelve bleed. Twelve body. Twelve. Exactly. Okay. To go. In that case, mm-hmm. I'm good to hang out on a stitch. I'm good on a stitch as well. I think I'm good too. I would love to take a refresh though, so I'm Great. full up on intuition for so the next time. Bend a oh refresh. wait, you're, you're not gonna take a stitch? Is that what you're saying? Uh, you know what? I don't wanna get knocked out in a scene. That's my thing Far too, too valuable. <laughs> you're so valuable. <laughs> They're here to take, man. Otherwise nobody's taking a stitch. Uh, no one's taking a stitch. I'll take a stitch. I'll pick one. We should at least save one, maybe for down the road or two. I already got two scars. Oh, because you came, you came in with one. Right. Oh shit! So now I got two. Oh, I can take one more. Baby boy. You can take technically. Well, yeah, you can take one more, and then the one after that. Yeah, that I'm gonna scar heal your body would next everyone, time. Would everyone be cool if I took a stitch? Cleared my shit. Stay up. Yeah. Stay up. So there's two stitches being taken and one refresh? Yep. Correct. And that I'm will leave you that. with one, one stitch, stitch, two refresh, refresh. three trains. So stitch, anybody wants to take train can? Stitch, two refresh. Train is just an extra die, right? Yeah, correct. That you just get to use once. Yeah, you just get to use it on your on your train. We already have there. stamina training, so we so can use three guys. You do have three already, so that would give you each an additional one, which um, is great. And we'll gain an additional circle ability on the next. Uh, it, we'll talk about advancement if we want to do that this time, or if we want to wait until the next episode. We'll talk about where we're at, what we're looking at, what oh, we learned, see. and uh, we'll offline on that. We'll come back next episode, and whether we do it that episode or at the end of the next episode, that's Beautiful. sort of on our on us. 
Anyone want to train, or do we hold it front load after the next one? Front load? Okay. Okay. We did two assignments today, so that's, that's why that's it was true. harder. You did. You did do Very two assignments. Very true. Um, great. Okay. Oh, gosh. With Wowzers. That, and with that, I think we are finished with our session for tonight. Before we go, uh, because of the madness <laughs> of, of a new campaign, a new chapter of Candela Obscura, I want to do one more pass around the table and have everybody say their names and what character they're playing so that when we come back next time, it's uh, it's all available for everybody. So, Travis, let's start with you. Uh, yes, I'm Travis Willingham. I'm playing Nathaniel Trapp. And I'm Marisha Ray playing Beatrix Monroe. I'm Brennan Lee Mulligan, and I'm playing Sean Finnerty. I'm Zara Fuzzle, and I'm playing Dr. Jean Bassar. I'm Luis Carrazzo, and I'm playing Marion Collodi. And my name is Spencer Stark. I've been your Game Master. Thanks so much. Yeah! Thank you for joining the Esoteric Order of Candela Obscura. If you enjoyed this tale, please leave a rating and review wherever you stream Candela Obscura, as your review may inspire others to join our fight against the otherworldly evils and corruption plaguing this realm. We recognize your bravery and sacrifice, and thank you for helping us protect the Fairlands. Rest well, and we shall meet again.